Buster Moody. I'm the artist on Task Force Rad Squad, and you're listening to 11 O'Clock Comics. <laughs> I wasn't measured. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't wasn't overly excited, but it wasn't underwhelming either. That was the middle of the road standard rule, which is what we need, right? I'm I'm feeling a little more. That's okay. I'll pick you up. No, I know you will. It's it's weird. As long as we talk DK3, I'll lift you up. Well, (laughs) you'll have to. Uh, uh, It's weird, and I I hate feeling this way since we just just came back from Chicago, but I need I need a break from work. I, I, I just Ebus. Um, yeah, no, it's it's weird. I just I'm I'm easily annoyed and aggravated, and, and I don't really know why. And, and it's fucking with me. It's, it's it's I I need to have some what it, of you have. Wait, that wasn't even English. I need to satin, I, satin, satin. <laughs> I need to have some of what you got, and you need to have some of what I got. I think we so. Yeah. Yeah, we should do that. We should do that. Because I need to be easily angered and somewhat irritated, and you need a little bit more of my... Did you just stick me with a knife? <laughs> did you, you know yeah, just like, like, did this motherfucker just stab me? Let me go walk it off. I think I feel something in my neck. <laughs> it's dick. It's dick. Uh, what is going on? I'm in a very good mood today. Yeah, you sound it. Yeah. Well, I had school today. Loves I was with my it. peeps. You with your I peeps. You're talking to your peeps now. It's a good Wednesday. It is, it's a very good day. Wednesday. was a good day. And you know what? You're going to have a good night or whenever it is you're listening to this because this right here is 11 o'clock comics episode 415. I got the number right this week. Damn. And I am Vince B. You are Vince B. And I am so happy to be talking to my booze. I'm David A. Price. Wait, wait, wait. Did I, did I get a raise? Yes. Plural, baby. Plural. Huh? Yeah. God damn. And I am the once and future ruler of Wakanda. Call me T'Challa. Did you read that come out today? Yep. You both did? Yep. I saw it in the shop today. I had time to go. Yep. And I looked through it. It looks great, it looks but I didn't, amazing. I didn't buy it. What? Black Panther's a hard sell with Oh, oh my no. man. You're this killing is, this me. is, this is the perfect jumping on point. We'll tag team it. Oh. All right. Well, we'll sell you on it, bro. And you know who else is going to sell you on comics? Well, they don't have to sell you because the price is They'll sell them for the- to you. They'll just the books sell themselves at Discount Comic Book Service, DCBService.com. One more time, DCBService.com. You can get the lowest price on your favorite funny books and collectibles, such as the the list is up. I could not be more excited because I think for the first time in about. At least a year, probably more. I have spotlighted a Marvel book. Took it upon myself to include this book because it is a hell of a discount. The cover price is thirty four ninety nine. You can bring it home for seventeen dollars and forty nine cents. Written by one of the greatest writers ever to grace the pages of Marvel, and that is Bill Mantlo. Somebody argue with me, they're gonna get smacked. They get a shiv. It's just how it is. Art by Gene Colan, John Basima, Michael Golden. Do you know what book I'm talking about? The Knob. Howard the Duck trade paperback. No, because that wasn't even done. Anyway. Mm. Plea Collection, Volume 3, 
collects Howard the Duck magazine number two to seven, some of the most beloved books in my collection. It's going to be a massive, massive tome, and you can get it for 50% off. Why would you... Why would you go elsewhere? John Pound did the cover. His covers on this thing were great. Uh, and I I also think that uh, Jack Davis did the Christmas issue cover. It's probably the only time I'd have to check that Jack drew Howard. Huh. Yeah. Muy interesante. And you know what else is interesting? From Lion Forge. Uh, this is Night Trap, number one. It's a mature reader's book written... By our buddy Colin Bunn. Drawn by artist J.B. Bastos. The cover artist is Phil Hester. And it is uh, pushed as when a group of college kids rent a lake house for the weekend. They're hoping for some relaxation and fun. Instead, they find an inescapable death trap. Woo! From one of the most critically acclaimed horror writers in comics comes a chilling tribute to the genre's most memorable slasher classics. Say no more. Cover price two ninety nine. Respect. Uh, your price as a discount comic book service customer is forty five percent less. You are pay a dollar sixty four. And damn dynamite! Always taking my money. It's the shadow, the death of Margot oh, Lane. Oh, dude! Written and illustrated by Mister Matt Wagner. First time ever doing that at Dynamite. See, it's a six-issue miniseries. Cover price three ninety-nine. That's the standard entrance fee at Diamond. Diamond, <laughs> what? Dynamite. Uh, but you, lucky persons that you are, can bring it and smart can bring it home for a dollar ninety-nine. They are stacking. First of all, it's it's yes, it is his first written and illustrated work at Dynamite. But I mean, the title of the story alone kind of just grabs mm-hmm. you, and and, and it, you're not going anywhere. So they're just and wherever they got Margot chained up on the front of that cover, it's cold. Yeah, yeah it is. It is. It's cold in there. Um, DCBService.com, do not might mind late orders or order editions. That's <laughs> a good night. Drink a beer. And you get your books all wrapped up nice and safe and secure. Sometimes you get the bubble, uh, the popcorn. Sometimes you get the foam. I get a lot of I foam. Did, I did not get the foam this time. And it, I, I, I see those peanuts. And I'm like, God, mm. it's like. Just go there and save. DCBService.com. Do it. Mm-hmm. Nicely done. Thanks. Have and fun actually, with this Actually, you know what? While we're on the subject of DCB service, huge big shout out and, and, and congrats and, and great job all around to DCBS for teaming up with, uh, Image for Image Direct. Which is oh. a new, uh, which is a, a, a subscription service merchandise. It's, uh, it was, it was discussed. It was mentioned on, um, Heidi linked to it on, uh, Comic Speed and, and it's also from, from Newsarama. So you can, ah, you said the word. I know, I know. I feel dirty, but, uh, you can, uh, definitely check it out there with, uh, with a nice little quote from, uh, from Christina. So yeah, good on that. I got to thank you. I do I have too. I got two so things. Nice. Do you have a thank you, Jason? Mm. Uh, yes, I do. Mm-hmm. Okay. From our very good friend and amazing illustrator buddy, Daniel White, who eats wheat thins. Wheat um, a while. A, a while. 
uh, I received a package containing his new book, Hotel Hearts, which I have yet to go through. Oh, oh. But if you if you're gonna wanna win my heart, and Daniel White doesn't have to do that because he already has it. Sure. But a really good way to do it is to go black, white, and red. It's, it's very Grendel. Just like Grendel, right? Yes. Um, it's, it's amazing. Yeah. Um, it's got a pulpy cardstock. Um, it's a G.I. Joe 21. Hand-printed cover. Yeah. It's it's amazing. But I, I received some original illustrations as well. Of course you did. So did you. I got the original art to the 2016 11 o'clock comic submission featuring Hal on the one side... And on the back side, mm. Sp- Spider-Man. Hal's back side. Yeah. And I also received an original Spider-Man illustration, a bust of in color. That's hot. Why? He's amazing. Yeah. Why did he no, say this he is, he's, he is super generous, man. And, and, uh, seriously, I, I hope to be hanging with him soon. Again, you mean? No, I mean, he may. Oh, he wait, may, you're may, be on your own? He may, he may show up at my house next month. What oh. the hell? Now, dude, it's not like the invite's never open to you guys, so don't even try it. I did, did you hear it, Jason? I didn't hear it. I'm sure of. Right. Holler! So looks like there's a new boo in town. Whatevs. Whatevs. <laughs> Whatevs. I have to bring you cigar cookies, so. Uh, so. Roll my own. Oh, bake my own. Sorry. The, uh, absolutely huge thanks to, uh, 2DW for that. There's another book though. Another, Wait. another cute little mini comic. Did you, you didn't do your thank yous, did you? No, that's what I'm saying though. This is part of, this is, we, well, what did Jason get? I don't know. Oh, I, I just said the Daniel White thank you. You gotta be specific. What was in yours? It was the book. Because, oh, because he gave Jason and I the, uh, yeah. our, our, our submissions that Oh, see, I was putting you on the spot. We went, but... we went on Sunday, Vince. We went to the con on Sunday. We, we didn't, we didn't leave early. Yeah, my man hooked the brother up at, uh, at the con. Oh, oh, so I was the straggler. Right. Oh, my bad, yeah. my bad. So and, oh, um, you got it. I know, is thank you number two. Oh, God. Uh, I don't want to slight anybody here. I no. really don't. <laughs> uh, because, you know, when I say this, I don't mean that this this gentleman is is number one in my estimation, and everyone else is number two. He or, probably or, will be though with this first story. But <laughs> Matthew Allison, oh god, is quickly becoming oh, yeah, my all-time yep. favorite. Oh god, Sweet Sepulcher is absolutely it's sick. A gorgeous piece out. of work. I mean, and first of all, and and I'm like, dude, could you just like ease up on on the Vince B Love Fest because. Ah, Dude, you are, you are all up in this first story. Yeah. You're such a Clyde. And, and, and I think that's your tombstone also. <laughs> but it is, uh, it looks absolutely, <laughs> and that, that, that one image where you're, where, where, where Clyde is behind the, uh, the tombstone, that, that's you whenever you got caught when I walked into the room in Chicago. But it's, it's, it's such a, it's a, man, I love many, this is just, I'm between this book, Hotel Hearts, the Where Do We Go From Here by Dave Jordan, like all, I, I'm, I'm, I'm loving the small press mini comic feel that, that, that we're getting from, from people we actually know and, and are doing some fantastic work. 
Can I give Matthew Austin a little more love? Absolutely. Uh, it's a, it, the book is slight. It's a mini comic. Um, I didn't count the pages, but let's just say 16, 12, 16 pages. Yeah. But that doesn't mean it's, it's light in content. No, it's not. Um, there, there's a lot of text in it, inside front cover. Uh, there's faux ads, um, on the inside back cover. Dude, he used Night of the Bloody Apes on the, like, we should be married, right? Or at least. Well, I think considering he three so many steady. times in this comic, I think you are in some circles. Um, voodoo heartbeat. There's, there's drive-in culture in here. Sixties racing, uh, and hot rod, uh, themes. And, and crazy ass monsters. He is, Dan, um, Matt Allison is the real deal. The, the, he's amazing. Yes. You look at this art. The, I mean, Charles Burns really has nothing on, on Matt Allison. It's amazing. And I, I went through this book about 10 times and I just marvel at this guy's line work. Yeah, absolutely. I, I'm jealous. I really am. I do have one nit to pick. Oh. Even if your lettering sucks, hand letter it. Mm. The, the lettering. Uh, yeah. No. I mean, I know why. Because it's cheap, it's fast, and it's easy. But, I w- you know. You know what, honestly, and, and this is strange coming from me, I don't even notice the lettering because I'm just staring at the art. And you know if I see yeah, some shitty that, fucking lettering, that's going to take no, care of the story. That, it's not shitty lettering. It's just... I'm not calling this shit. I'm just saying whenever we're talking about any comic and I see lettering that's just like, wow, why is it? Why is the font so big? It's just uninspired lettering. If if it's not notable or um, a cause for concern, like if, it's, if it was on the extremes, great. It's either really good or really bad. This is just, yeah, it's there. And to have mediocre lettering in a book of this caliber, it's not good. It's just, I, I, no, it, it's, uh, listen to me, it's unacceptable. But, uh, like, like Josh Bayer. Josh Bayer's lettering sucks, but it's awesome because it sucks. You know, he just throws it down and that becomes the style. Like Gary Panner, his handwriting is not good, but it's, Gary Panner's handwriting. It, it, it over the years you've seen it so many times that now it's accepted as good when in reality it's just it's just hand lettering, like mediocre, not mediocre, but but the 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 curves and the way he drags the pen that becomes the style. I would love to see Matt Allison just hand letter it. Screw it, just do it. You know, it doesn't have to be perfect. That's the joy in it. I just computer. Type just ugh, in comics just it makes me think bad things. <laughs> it does. I don't know why. It's like no, no. It tells adorbs. Because I know how easy it is. Type, type, type. Word balloon. Type, type, type. Word balloon. And, and that's that's the benefit of it, right? And I'm probably going on too long about it and and focusing on that one stupid thing when this is a magnificent piece of art, right? And you should, uh, oh, and, um, where do you, where do you get this sweet sepulcher? Well, you can get it. Oh, yes. ArcaneComicBooks.com. That's Arcane, A-R-C-A-N-E, comic books. That's one word, dot com. And yes, to answer your question, I would buy the hell out of this many, many, many times over. Stay sick, Matt. 
This is great, great stuff. And he nailed the grace too. Nailed oh, it. Oh yeah. Just the right percentage on the cover and back cover. Each one. That's not easy to do. Love this man. And I love Daniel White. I love all our friends. Seriously. Huh? All right. What are we, what are we drinking, boys? Oh yeah, that's right. What are you drinking, Vince? I'm, a, I, I'm drinking Yingling. That's all we have. Hey man, I'm, I was so tempted to get some craft brews for tonight because I was feeling good today, but I, I, I wanted to catch up a little bit on my lost, um, my lost sleep. Yeah, no, I don't, I don't blame you, dude. At all. There's going to be a lot of that soon. Uh, what about you, Jason? Wish I had something more exciting, but I'm drinking Mandarin Orange Seltzer. What? Mm-hmm. I almost had Mandarin Orange today. I had, um, I had lemon lime now. I was thinking about you. I am drinking some, uh, Redwood Creek Rich Red Blend. Cool. I was gonna do the wine, but I got school tomorrow. No, that's mm-hmm. fine, dude. Hey, listen, I'm, we're glad you're here. I mean, you know, some behind the scenes this week was a little, the past 24-ish hours, the, the, the this week was a little ridiculous. Yeah, a little, 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 little crazy. Didn't know which, which direction we were kind of going in. So, um. Yeah, I'm sorry about that. I, I, I had every intention, if that is even the way to say it, to, to, to do it last night, but. It's all good. It actually, it I think, happen. I mean, for me, I, I know Jason's got a project going on at home, but I mean, for me, I think tonight. Dude, is the it's better beautiful. Night. Oh, it's absolutely gorgeous. Oh, thanks, dogs. I was like, I was like, really? You, I don't know. No, right no, no offense, because I, I've, I've seen your, your, your jam pages and how good they are. I shouldn't have been surprised. But when you sent those photos, that looks like a professional job. Thanks, my I'm man. Like, I'm quite pleased with how it came out. And you, I mean, and you're going to work, right? It's not like you're not. Oh, yeah. Home, so yeah, yeah. it's like, it's, it's over the course of a couple of nights and it's like, and it's pretty much done. So it's, it's. it's Gotta love the frog tape. No. Swear by the frog tape. Yeah, the frog tape. Oh, uh, you know what? The frog tape is like, I've done, I've, I mean, actually, I don't, like, I like painting. It's actually one of the, like, exactly. I can't, I can't, I can't wire a fucking, I can't oh, I wire can anything electric or do any plumbing, but I can, you know, I can put up some drywall, I can do some painting, but, um, yeah, the frog tape is legit. Yep. I use it for my work. Oh, do you? I mean, oh yeah, I mask off stuff with it. It, it doesn't pull up the illustration board. It's great. I have a little nit though, I have to say, that uh, maybe because I used a ridiculous amount of tape since I was blocking everything off, but in three spots a little bit of drywall came off in three different spots. Mm. And I had to uh I had to do a little fixing, but but it was but they were small spots. Yeah. Do you double press? When you put it like there's very do you you know there's various um adhesion qualities to the frog tape. You can get yeah, like super flavors, stick. yeah. Yeah. Yeah, uh yeah, I mean I this is the kind for um uh this isn't the super adhesive kind. I forget the term. Yeah, I don't get that one either. Yeah. Yeah. Super, super sticky. Yeah, there's no need for I read a ton Good. of stuff for this week. But before we get into the printed, <laughs> uh, Ooh, it was a season finale, stuff. right? I think, if you want to call it that. It, yeah, it was. At least, um, that's the way that what they intended it to be. Um, I, I thought Walking Dead, um, Season finale was, was a, a, col- a colossal waste of time. In in every respect, I, we, we got played again. Yeah, I, I, there were. I mean, it was ninety minutes, and 
I, I guess the idea of that was to make you also feel just like Rick that this day is going on forever. But mm-hmm. I mean, for it to be such a, such a moment where there's no payoff. And again, I mean, if this was, if this was a regular episode and you had to tune in next week, that's fine. But we're not, this isn't seven days. This is like seven months. And, and there's going to be so much speculation and whether or not they're, they're trying I'm sure to, it's intent, to, to, right? to fix like, Oh, okay. Well, we were going to go this way, but now that we know that I just, I hate the whole behind the scenes crap. I just yes. tell the fucking story and, and, and pull the trigger and then we'll, we'll all just go with your gut. However you're writing it, do it. I know that that's one reason why Vince stopped reading it, but for whatever yeah. reason, Hickman decided that Hickman Kirkman decided to do it that way in the comic and stuck to it. And, and, and we're continuing from there, but to, to just kind of dangle it. I mean, in the introduced Negan, I thought, I thought Jeffrey Dean Morgan, I thought it was a great introduction. I, I enjoyed what the, I, I maybe not the length. I enjoyed the, the episode for the, for the most part. I just, I wasn't, once we got to the end, I was just, that's that, especially with not only with when they, they dick this over with the whole Glenn thing and they, and then did the, the Oak Oak, but then last week, the week before the, <laughs> the what? They, they, when they, they did the whole, you know, they, they, they fooled you, man. Put the wool over your eyes, did the whole rope dope, the whole dope, and, and it's, it's, it was, um, but then the week before, where, where Shitbird is gonna take Daryl out, and then as the screen goes to black, he's like, Dwight's like, oh, you'll be alright. And it's like, dude, so now, now you did it last week, and we found out that it was, you know, but a flesh wound, but now you're doing it again on the season finale, and, and we're going to black after seeing some blood, and, and we don't know, who got got? It just it was, I I it was a dick move all around. Yeah, it it was the equivalent to me of a um an event crossover or you know it, like the the machinations of what they do to get you to watch this scene this this show became the show. It was it was some eighties right? drama that, prime time shit. It was, yeah, it was just wrong and, and boring and, um, that last scene was, was contrived. It's whatever. Um, and, and speaking of, um, Jeffrey Dean Morgan and Lauren Cohen. Yeah, you can't are, say anything about that. I haven't seen that. I'm probably going to see it this week. No, but they're, they're I know. Bruce, Bruce Wayne's parents. Yeah. Yeah. In, in the movie. I can say something without spoiling it for you. They die. Um, and dude, the pearls. The pearls are, it, it's an, as Jason say, egregious use of the pearls. Like, yeah, it's nuts. But I, I went in expecting nothing and I was, I was entertained. Are you, so you're kind of segueing here, dude. Well, yeah, I mean, it's, it's a sloppy fucking segue. We're still talking reals, about the Walking Dead. All right, sorry. Right into BBS. I just we can go back I'm, into I'm Walking Dead. I'm not as anti the Walking Dead finale as y'all seem to have been, in the sense that I I dug the idea of um, them going to every spot and it being oh so more, did I more and more overtaken because I think frankly juxtaposing that against the comic, uh, this was a way more impressive showing of just how powerful and influential uh, Negan is because. 
one of the issues I had in the comic at the time that Negan was introduced is he just seemed like the governor of part two to me. And I think the show really does an excellent job of, of articulating that this is not the governor. This dude's got a fucking massive, massive organization behind him. Yeah. And he's not, at least as far as we know, really mental. He's pretty focused and it's, he's got his shit on lock and that makes it a lot different than when he had to deal with the governor. Um, so I dug that, like I dug that slow build a lot. The only issue I really, and by the way, I think, I think, uh, Jeffrey Dean Morgan was perfect in the role. I, I think he's going to be an excellent character next year. I, I really did think he, he came off as picture perfect to Negan from the way I pictured him in the book. Um, but I, I also, but I agree with you. I think the ending was, was want, want, want. And, and I suspect because as we were talking offline, my real issue with it, and maybe I'm just being skeptical is, is I think they opted not to show us who he killed because they haven't decided themselves and it's going to be used as a, as a contract negotiating ploy. And, yeah. and I don't like that at all. Should make me livid. No. Yeah. No, it's, it's the process it's becoming the, the, uh, the project. Sure. It's not good. It's not good at all. Um, I will say one thing that impressed me was, um, I'm a big proponent of the truth and, and not just the internal truth. Uh, it, it's more, um, the, the external truth in, in relation to like the somewhere in between the internal and the external is the truth, right? And Rick and company are operating on that internal truth that is not necessarily the truth as they have found out. This episode, if we just stick together, we can do anything. No, you really can't. You, 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 you're pumping yourselves up. Your, your, your magnitude is not that great. You think it is because you survived until now. You've survived these little battles, but this, there, there's a, a bigger dog out there and you just realize that the truth as you saw it is not the truth. Not anywhere near it. Well, I love you know, how, so, how scared Rick looked and how lost he was. Oh, absolutely. At the end, yeah. Right, because Crazy. that was the, the, the I messed up face. Mm-hmm. Oh my God, I've been so stupid. And I, I laughed out loud when Negan, um, called Carl the, the serial killer in training. That was funny. Because he's right. <laughs> he, is, he, is. he is right. Yeah, he's, he's right. Um, I just hope that Morgan and Carol don't save the day. Or at least, um, make it easier for them to escape. I think that Rick should, should do some penance here. The whole group should do some penance for thinking, for not seeing the reality of, of their surroundings, right? Like Fishbone. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> uh, but, um, back to Donna Justice. I, I know we're mixed opinions here based on those who have, of us who have seen it, but, I enjoy. So you're not even gonna wait for me to see it. No, okay. Jason, so I'm not talking about. It. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I enjoyed it. I, the the hate I think is is um. It's a little bit of bandwagoning. Oh, that's bullshit. That's like I can't. No, that's bullshit. It, that that's ridiculous. So so all the people like I don't understand. I'm not that. saying you personal. Well, like, of course you are. Like <laughs> no, I'm not. No, but that, why oh, you? Like you're Iron Man three. This is awesome. Yeah, no, there's like, people, like, there's I, people out there that are just like, before they even saw it, they're just like, uh, you know, this, 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 and this, so I'm not gonna go see it, and it sucks. But that's not and, what's and good. I haven't, I've seen very little of that. Every person I know that has seen it and disliked it, it's cause they've seen it. Like, who's, like, I, I hate when we get like, like, so, like, like, let's, that's, I just think that's bullshit. Like, there were hundreds the, of published reviews 
where seven out of ten of those published reviews who have all basically reviewed hundreds of films in their careers disliked it. In our forums, we had maybe at least a hundred people that saw the film and most disliked it intensely. So that's not bandwagoning because again, like it's, I mean, like I, I, I think that's such a, a, a overgeneralization. Like I, I, like so many people that like, is Mario bullshitting? Is like Tim bullshitting? No, like, no, I'm just saying the, the, I'm talking but how fandom. Can you get in the mind? Okay. But the only people you actually have a, a, an ability to get into their mind of, or have a perspective as to how consistent or inconsistent they are, are the people you actually know. So like right. you're, you're, you're projecting, I think, a desire to think that more people disliked it than should because it fits the narrative of the fact that you enjoyed the film, but that doesn't make any sense. Like I still, I'm doing, I did the checklist in my head. I heard it was choppy. It, it, it plays out like a series of cutscenes. I, I, which even I the did, people like Daryl and Gil who reviewed it and loved it acknowledged that the editing was terrible and they loved the film. I, I, I didn't notice any of that. But just because you didn't notice, it doesn't make it true. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. But from my perspective, I did not see the, the, the commonly, uh, cited critiques against this movie were not as destructive to my enjoyment as it seems they were to everyone else. Well, that's right. I, and that, I, I, but I think that's where you should leave it. You, you, you went from saying I enjoyed the film to saying I think that the people that didn't enjoy it are, are, are bandwagoning. And like that doesn't make any sense to me. Like who, who gains anything from bandwagoning on an opinion of any, any? Oh my god, the whole internet bandwagons. That's bullshit, though. It, it, it's, you see it every day. I don't people agree. I think people I'm focus not... on bandwagoning based on if it dif- if it if differs differential with their opinion. Like everybody, like the the reviews, the the fan reviews for Star Wars were so overwhelmingly positive that someone that didn't like it's like, oh, you're just a hater. Oh, whatever, you don't get it. Like, and it, like, <laughs> that's still a case of bandwagoning. But, it's right? not, but again, what does bandwagoning mean? Like, seventy-one percent of Rotten Friends. Tomatoes people uh, of of consumers liked the film. So again, I would push back. The bandwagon, the actual people that aren't critics liked the film. So, like, I, like, I don't even know what that means. Like, how, what does bandwagoning mean if you're, if you're, like, you're, like, it's such a passive aggressive thing to like, well, I'm not saying you're bandwagoning, but everyone else that doesn't like it that I don't know personally. No, that, that's, see, you're putting words in my mouth. I didn't say that. I'm talking about trends. The trend for this movie is there's a, there's a lot of people, a group, a very vocal group of people that, that are claiming it sucks for various amount of reasons. And then there's another group that seem to be joining in based on what they've heard. Well, money talks, right? Yeah. And, but and, I and, don't... and the, it did awesome in the first weekend and it had a massive fall off in the second weekend. And that was that's, Easter weekend too. And that's, that's to me that, I mean, that's it. If you want to actually talk about bandwagon or not, like when a film that people pan continues to crush it, like Zootopia, Disney Zootopia. Zootopia got relatively modest reviews for an animated picture, but it's been mm-hmm. crushing globally at the box office nonstop. It's had such slow, slow decline that it's a major, mm-hmm. major surprise hit for Disney. Like that's again, word of mouth people saying you should go see it. It's worth seeing. In the case of Batman versus Superman, everybody, myself included, went that first weekend to see it. And then people said, how is it? And I've been asked by 50 different people, how is it? I said, your mileage may vary. I didn't care for it. I'm imagining that when people ask me what they think of the movie and I said, and care for it, I know a bunch of people have said, yeah, I probably wait for the DVD now. And again, if we're talking a global release, the fact that the sales were down 70% month week over week tells you that the actual people that went to see it, word of mouth was negative. And they were saying it's mm-hmm. not worth seeing. And they talked to other people out of going to see it. 
But like, again, like my thing is any kind of piece of art or fiction, like you do you, like if people enjoyed it, awesome. If people hated it, awesome too. Like I don't see the point of like arguing about it on the internet. Like it's fucking religion. Like, like, and I I think it's funny. Like I think the people, like people get offended no matter what side. Like I heard people this week about on, on a podcast, like ranting at how dare other people, like people that liked it were like, Oh my God, I can't believe all these people. Like, who like who who's who shit did 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 Zack Snyder you know uh, uh crap in your bed like and it's like wait dude like again if you liked it cool if your friend or someone you don't know didn't like it like they're not wrong either like it's just a it's just a piece of fiction so like That's true and same time like I'm not gonna go sit there and make fun of people that liked it like if you liked it awesome like anytime someone pays money to go see a film in a theater especially if they're my friend like I want them to enjoy it. Like, that's great. Like, I, it sucks to spend money to consume something and then be like, that That wasn't my cup of tea. Um, so, I, you know. I, not, I'm not going to spoil a damn thing for David. Good. I love Michael Caine. I think Jeremy Irons is a million times better as Alfred than, than Michael Well, Caine. I'll agree with you there. I, I think Alfred is a close second to Wonder Woman in the, the, the yeah. good parts of the film for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But listen, and well, I, I don't, you know, and I don't want to, like, I have zero, and David hasn't seen it, so that makes this easy. I, I mean, I have zero, I know a lot of people are sort of expecting us to do a deep dive. I, I don't have any intention, even if David sees it this week and we talk about it next week, like, I have no intention of dissecting all the reasons I didn't like the movie. I, I mean, I'm, I'm not bandwagoning, I'm genuine, I, I, I found the movie to be, like, terrible, but I also, to be fair, you know, this isn't a, a Marvel DC thing. I, I thought Iron Man 3 was terrible. I didn't particularly care for the last Avengers movie. So maybe just the, you know, so it's not like, again, I feel like I judge each one on its own. Um, I will say, as I said on Facebook, if you didn't like Man of Steel, I cannot see how you like this film. Like, so if you, if you liked Man of Steel, I, I would imagine you're going to enjoy this. I, but if you dislike, if you actively dislike Man of Steel, this, you're not going to enjoy this movie. So I'm just I don't think like the, I will be stunned if David enjoys this movie just because he he just like Man of Steel like even like way more than I did he like actively just like disliked it and so I I th- I but I think the Superman in this movie is very very different from the Superman in Man of Steel. I hope he is. There there's there's very clear cut uh, that's all I'm going to say differences. It's the the super the film may be dark but I don't think the Superman character in this movie is nearly as dark as the one in Man of Steel. Okay. In terms of um, the way he conducts himself and and um, just yeah, just go see it. I, and by the way, speaking of uh, people who did like the film intensely, happy birthday to Daryl! Because when this comes out tomorrow, it will be yes, his indeed. Birthday. What up, D? He's, he's what seventy-five, eighty? Yeah. No, I think um, fifty-eight. One thirteen. One thirteen. Yeah. He's got the body of a 90-year-old, though. That is true. Oh, yeah. In his closet, underneath the blanket. You think he'd be in around since the Great Depression, but Jesus. <laughs> oh, my goodness. So what you been reading, Vince? Oh, lots, lots of stuff. Do, did we all read um, DK3 number three? Yeah. Oh, David. <laughs> no. Yeah, we did. Now, this oh, is nice right. because Vince and I are, are decidedly on the same side on this one. Oh, okay. We disagreed on, on PBS. I, I, uh, I really enjoyed this third issue. I thought it was great. I, well, it's no, the I best. Yeah, no. It's, it's the best one yet. But, yes, you it know, is. Uh, it, is. it depends on uh, that is really saying something or it's really not much of a compliment depending on how you enjoyed or did the, the first, the first two issues. But I thought, 
that it was a major leap in terms of the narrative. Like stuff happened. This I, I totally agree. I think this was a the first two issues were intriguing in like in certain ways, but I don't know if were like really satisfying works unto themselves. But this this was to me this was compelling to the point where I really wish there was a fourth issue in my in my inbox to to read right now. Now you only have to wait three months. But it's it's the the yeah. <laughs> dude. <laughs> Seriously, it can't be a Dark Knight series without some fucking delays. Anyway, is it's so the, much worth the wait though? If if we get more issues like this, I agree. If I had to okay. wait for this after the first two issues, and then it's like, oh, it'll be worth the wait. That's you got a bigger fight with me. But uh, no, I I I thought the um it was the art was much more. I found Miller-esque in this issue. Um, Kubert is, is getting that, uh, getting the sense from what came before. Uh, there's still not, there, there, there are, for me, and, and I'm, I'm flipping through the book now, they're just where the original, well, I don't want to say it strikes again, but the original with, with, with Dark Knight Returns, Frank put a lot on each page. There were pages mm-hmm. upon pages of so many panels and there aren't in this. There are some pages that, you know, he's got nine or, or, or panels inside panels, but for the most part, there are a lot of splash pages in this issue. And that's, um, to me, when I'm thinking about the dark Knight and, and, and this world and, and what they're planning on doing it, it, it slows it down a bit for me, but I, as, as far as story progression and, and where we're headed and who is obviously the big bad, uh, this is the issue you need to read that it, it's going to establish where, where things are going from here, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Now I do have one question and, and I know that this is not the first time that Superman has had to deal with an army of Superman and even, uh, God years ago when, I forget the name of this, the, but the, when the DC was doing all the superhero titles back at the triangle numbering and Chris had me read all that stuff. <laughs> remember? And like, remember a new Krypton was on earth and there were all these Kryptonians. Mm-hmm. So I know this was done just a few years ago, but I, I have to say the one thing that does, and we'll see how it plays out, but I, I, I do, I, I don't quite fathom how one, how Kal-El could have a chance again. I mean, this, this is an army of, of, of seasoned battle tested, people with the exact same power set. I understand they don't have the uh, experience using them still, but I mean, that's like telling me that, you know, you take, uh, you take a special forces, you know, Ranger, he's going to be able to handle a lot of situations, but you put him in uh, a battlefield with 5,000, you know, troop general army troops that are against him. I, he's not surviving. Like it's just not happening. So it, it's true. It's true. But, the title of the series is Dark Knight 3. The Master right? Race. Yeah. Right. So we, so, we're going to need Bats to come up with a way, right? Yeah. But, and you know how he's going to do it? No. I'm going to guess. And if, if I was in the cowl and I had to you launch a kryptonite thing into the clouds and make it rain kryptonite, uh, rain? No, no. I would think, um, taking away their power source would be the, the best way oh. to ensure it. So he's gonna have to try so and the dark knight's either, gonna bring either, a dark knight. No, either either use Hal or or someone of with a <laughs> well, similar no well or someone with a similar oh, okay. power set <laughs> to blot out the sun just for a little while just to depower all these Kryptonians. 
and then the Batman and the Justice League or, or you know, Batman and Wonder Woman are going to have to clean house. How else do you do it? Well, I mean, it's just, like, Jason, like Jason said, you have an army of, of nigh unstoppable warriors, Superman level power, not just one, but how, you know, how I don't know, I didn't count, but however many, how do you stop them? You got to take away their power source. Yeah. Not, not to, not to get off this on a tangent, but that's the one issue dab I have with Supergirl. With is, like, is the, is that they, the show is that they have all these other Kryptonians around and it's like, I mean, like, why wouldn't a Kryptonian, a full grown Kryptonian man be stronger than, than Kara? It's gotta be proportional. Like human beings, human beings aren't each equally strong. Right. And Kara's a petite girl from Krypton with those powers. You mean to tell me all those army dudes that are aligned with her aunt aren't like, in, like significantly stronger than her? Cause the, they both get the same like relative boost. This isn't talking about nerding out, but I, I just always struggle with that. Like, like they're, they're military trained and they're grown ass men versus a petite no, young I can, girl. I, like I, the only, I guess the only um, one way the argument could be she's been storing the sun's rays for her entire life since she's been out of the pod, whereas the Kryptonians were in Fort Roz and and were depowered or at least powerless, like just mm-hmm. in the episode that Vince watched with the uh, the executioners, like they they were not taking advantage of 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 the sun's rays and and so it it could just be that they're they need to get there they probably could in in a fair fight where it was them versus her uh one on one they probably could take her down but she has and you know and and granted she's she's she was practicing with Alex and Hank for you know how many weeks or months and 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 yes like you said these are military trained dudes they even if even if power to power they weren't equal, they should still have the ability to take her down uh, just with a f- few moves. So right. I definitely, but again, though, this is, this is just one of those things where I don't want to shrug and go, oh, shucks, but it's, it's a CBS show on primetime and, and we have to, you know, make, yeah, no, make, oh, no, but I, I absolutely get, no, I mean, if this yeah. was like, if, if we were dissecting a, a written comic book or, or, or a serious movie, then, then yeah, I would absolutely have your back on, on making sure. No, uh, yeah, I, I, again, I, I shouldn't even brought us down this tangent. Let's get back to DK. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, not a tangent. Um, so Vince, I know. do you think, I mean, are we to assume See, I, I'm with you on the, uh, I mean, because it's a Dark Knight book, but Bruce is broken. He's fucking busted up, right? Yes. So, so yeah, but is Homegirl, is she going to be this, the real hero of the series? Is it going to come down so. to the daughters, meaning figurative daughters? Is it going to come down to Soup's daughter in her? In her? Oh, it, it could, and that maybe we'll get a new world's finest yeah. out of it. Yeah. I don't know. That's you a, know that's... It, 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 in the beginning, he's he's just waxing so poetically about her and how, how much better of a of a Batman than she is than he ever was. And, yeah. You know what I mean? But even old and broken, he still manages to, manages to inspire uh, or, or incite fear. Look at when he, when he says, um, yeah. go to go hell, to hell on the monitor. Like the, the, the Kryptonian uh, priest dude, doesn't even really know who he is, but he's just like, I, right. I, I just, I just poop my pants. Yeah. But even, but even that scene, like where they're marching through the snow, I love that, that it wasn't him that 
gets Kal-El fucking back in the game, it's her comment. No, it, it, yes, but he manipulated her into that. Nah, bullshit. He even nah. says, he's like, he, he even says, oh, he's like, how, how, how amazing it was that she, she, she said your people. Like, she was the one that, that got Kyle to be like, wait, what? Yeah. Like, he, and Bruce even acknowledged that. I was saying, like, this is Bruce doing something he's never done in, a, well, I shouldn't say that because I've read a fraction of Batman comics. So excuse, excuse me to all the Batman fans who are probably going to, that, I, let me take that back. In the limited experience I've had reading Batman, he doesn't strike me as someone that's often even, like, outwardly praised his Robin protégés as being, like, better than him at anything. And this whole issue, he's giving her props, saying she's smarter, she's more elegant, she's, 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 you know, better, she's a better tactician, and then that she, she was the one that had the wherewithal to figure out what would actually trigger Kal-El to pay attention. Like, that's a lot of props he's given her. I don't know, it seems like, that can't be. That's got to be a conscious decision on Azarello and Frank's part, no. And she's the one leading Triple H through the snow before they get to the fortress. Triple H. <laughs> Look at him with oh, the sledgehammer. <laughs> so she's Olivek. Oh, <laughs> so I mean, she is obviously oh, in the lead. She is. She's. They. It, it's good thing she doesn't look like Stephanie. Oh, thank God! It's it's. uh and it was it was nice of Supes having the time to to change his uh, change his top before he met up with the uh, with the priest and his dudes. It was the uh, yeah no I I mean it, to Jace's point it, it's we we have seen Bruce over the years you know give it to himself he wouldn't say it out loud but you know he's complimented Dick in the past or even you know Tim was pretty much. I think the the best Robin, just as far as the 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 well-roundedness, the the the, the not living in Batman, not not trying to be the next Batman, just to be the best Robin. He he had the smarts. He had the uh, he just and 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 he had he, he was tenacious. So uh, I, I know Bruce has silently, or at least maybe to Alfred. Um, showing appreciation to Robin, but this is like really the first time where it, you can kind of see it in his face. He, he, he lights up when talking about Carrie or seeing, seeing the reactions she gets based on her actions are just, um, he, he, he needs it. it. It's, it's, it's DK3, but it's not, it's not a heavy, ba- it, it's not a Batman story. It's, it really is. I still call bullshit. Uh-huh. Jay, where he said that Bruce didn't manipulate her. He certainly did in that scene. He, he pushed her because he didn't say a damn thing to, to, to Clark about the Kryptonians. Didn't, didn't specifically say your people are running roughshod over this planet. We need you. He let her do it because he knows damn well that Clark's not going to listen to him. They, they, they had a falling out or whatever. Uh, Clark retreated. They're not exactly, you know, the bosom buddies that they once were. And he lets Carrie do it, knowing that she would do it. I still think he manipulated I don't her think he knew scene. she was going to do it. I mean, he's trying to like, he, he's trying to kill him well, with then, kindness. He's over here smiling well, and saying, oh. Right, but why didn't he just come out and say it? You, you gotta he, come out of this cocoon. Your people are killing us. He's, 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 Wouldn't that have just like he's made? Gotta, he's gotta build himself up to it. He's not. He is not going to just say, 
a master of detail is going to leave that one very important detail out. He's got to build up to it. He's not going to. That's crazy. This is the Ben Affleck Batman. (laughs) Who I thought was very good in the role. But anyway, um, how sweet is the Frank Miller, John Romita Jr. team? Oh, no. See, wait. I was just about to say, I think Cooper is killing it. And I really did enjoy this, the, the main issue. But, oh, Lord, if I never have to see. What I saw in that Green Lantern pages again. Uh, not this? Junior oh my god, dude. Are you kidding me? These pages are great. Oh. I like the first two where they're feeding the horse and, and then. Oh, that's, yeah, but see, you could, you could tell where Junior pulled back a little bit and let Frank do it. That first page is all Frank. Yes. Yeah. That first page oh. is so bad, words can't describe how bad it is. It is, not, oh my god, the third panel's awesome. The first, on the first page? Yeah, I love that panel. The gloopy. Oh look, my he, god. He didn't even continue the line weight on some of the, on some of the, 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 the contours. He's just like, fuck it. I'm going real, real deep on this one. Next one, I don't if care. If I paid JRJR to, to, for a commission and he gave me any of this stuff, I'd fucking be on the show the next week putting him on Mega Blast. Oh no, dude. They, dude, back- look at the fucking, look at the picture with how in the sky, the splash, like on page five or six, we're talking to the three chicks. I mean, like the yeah. one leg is like shriveled up and deformed. He's got a bent cod piece, like his cock is like like all Dude, that's for sure. No, he's got a, a pointy hip. It's it's he's got no nose. It's uh, come on, Vince. Like this, this see now this awesome. feels like you being contrarian to be contrarian. Oh no, I'm not. I, I am he's not. not. There, he's not. This is this is um, a primary example of of uh, less is more. But 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 Jason didn't say anything about his forearm on the left. But the the uh... <laughs> you're right. It's all pop out of you. But he's got what I am's and that's all that I am. He's got brown hair here, and then that's it. That that's the last you see of the board. Or the next page now, where he's got the biggest ass crack he's ever seen. <laughs> it's seventy three feet long. His ass crack in that page. Some people just don't know how to see. You need to be trained to see. And he, he ages when he, uh, when, when he gets cut. That's, it's, I was not thrilled with the, I didn't know if this was Hal or Kyle reading half of the issue, had half of this backstory. It was just, I, 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 I love the backstory. Sorry. Why, why even, why even have JR, JR do breakdowns? Just, just let Frank do it then. Just let, is, is he, is, is he, because JR is faster. JR's faster. Well, this couldn't have taken more just than just breakdowns. Then, if if J- and but see now the 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 Hal image on the splash, the JR and Danny Mickey, I think I think is terrible. I don't like the it coverage, at all. The cover of it. Yeah, I don't like that image at all. No. Yeah, I don't. Oh, that's terrible the, too. Yeah. The, the arm is coming out of his neck. <laughs> it's just whatever. No, that's bad. It, it's it's not Frank level. That's for sure. Not anywhere near Frank. Yeah, I can forgive Frank because the dude's on his deathbed. Like I can understand, dude. These Frank still got it. He he is dripping with it. This these pages. I don't. These back pages are amazing. Wow, they're I, so I, good. God bless you. <laughs> no, I love that we. I love that. Like I love that you can like take. Like I love that you see. You know, you're you're all about that art life. I love that you can like as a person who's obsessed with art, you can look at that and like take great pleasure in it. I love it. Because I look so at what it, do you I'm like, all oh, hails to the nah. You think somebody's going to retrieve the hand? Oh, they, they have to yeah. see through it in the space. I mean, I dug the story. I, that's the thing. Like, I, that's why I told you, I think, Frank, like, I, I thought the story was dope. Like, I, I, 
Yeah. I like the idea of these three chicks or like three white and they're like they're they're basically begging for how to strap one on and and dominate them and then when they realize that they can't they just fucking dispatch them and yeah. I, I like that's cool. I mean I'm with that. Remind me like the uh the uh like Monty Python, right? And and when the when the yeah. when they walk in and all the women want to but yeah, that that was cool. There's a decidedly European approach to that backstory. I like Decidedly. it a lot. That's what I said. Didn't yes, I? I'm agreeing. Yeah. For emphasis. Good. I just wish um, Jim Lee didn't do all the covers for these deluxe editions. Oh, oh, you mean his sketch covers? Yeah. yeah I'm not. I'm, I, they're okay. I mean, it. It. They're. They're so rote. Each one looks like the one before. It. There's really sure. nothing. Notable about them. It, there's, they're notable in the fact that it's a man who could draw, it's a man who could draw very well, drawing Batman, which is notable, I guess, but, I mean, I don't know, I just, I, I, I like Jim Lee, but I, he doesn't send me over the moon. Right. I respect the skill, that's about it. Yeah, I'm with you there. I like that, so, I mean, I, I like the Cuber cover in the snow, I like that. I don't, you're not getting the deluxe edition? I, I'm, the, no, I'm the hardcover ones. Uh, no, mm. no. I can't wait to see what the spine image is going to be. <laughs> I, have a, I have an inkling it may be Batman. I think, it's be Batman. <laughs> I think it is. But yeah, they're going to look so sweet on the shelf, and then we get that slipcase with the last one. Oh, come on! Oh. I'm, I'm all up in all that. up in it. They do an absolute edition of this too. I get that too. You know you will. I know. I'm such a sucker. Yeah, wow. And and the uh the Batman using guns in the movie is explained. No. I refuse yes, to accept that. I need to know that it's, it's expl- just he's Batman, he doesn't use guns, goes against everything I ever learned my entire life. You can't tell me any different. I refuse yeah. to watch it and it's find just, out for myself. Listen closely whenever he talks. I know. It's fine. It's I I will see it, with, you know, like at, at at Tanagra. My eyes are going to be open, like my arms, and we'll just I'll I'll judge it based on on what I see. And I don't it. I probably would have seen it by now, but apparently um, there was some miscommunication. I'm I'm going to see it this weekend, whether I have to see it by myself, good or not. I I, I the plan Please. is for me to see it this weekend. Three minutes are worth the price of admission just on their own. Did you see uh, Hollywood Reporter had a story today about uh, Warner Brothers is in total turmoil now? Oh, really? Yeah. Because, uh, but I, I, now see, all right, I heard it made 400 and some million dollars, like, worldwide. 422 and a half, yeah. What did it cost to make? Is that not... They also like, marketed the shit out Yeah, I mean, it's hard to get real numbers, but I saw a couple, because, you know, I get a lot of, uh, like, Wall Street sell side reports about... Time Warner, you know, like, and, and the, I saw a couple reports last week preview before the movie came out, just the expectations and a few of the analysts pegged the total cost of production plus marketing to be that the, the basically it would have to do global box office of north of 900 million to turn a profit. Oh man. So, you know, take that for what it's worth, but I think that's ridiculous amount of money to spend on a movie. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think that's right. Yeah. 
All right. But look, I mean, I listen, that being said, I'm stoked for Suicide Squad, and I actually suspect that's going to be a big hit and a, and a profitable Me too. one because I, I, they didn't too. spend a lot of money on it. They gave Will Smith back-end points mm. on it. He's trying to pull, like, a Harrison Ford deal. Yeah. So. The only – and, and you know, whether it's – you want to say that, oh, the, it, it was always planned and they're making headlines out of nothing for no reason – the only thing people are going to to point at now are the fact that oh they're they're going back to do reshoots to make it funny and that that could be just misconstrued in so many different ways and and it doesn't necessarily mean that all of a sudden Killer Croc or somebody's going to start being a cut up it it could just be side character you don't I'm glad you brought that up because I I I jumped into a conversation on Twitter about that when I saw the news and hadn't really been paying attention and I made some flippant remark about that can't be good news. And Gabriel uh, Hardman actually chimed in and said that, um, and I just honestly didn't know this. He, he said that we would be shocked at how many films go to reshoots. And while he doesn't necessarily want to see the film or think it's going to be good, he he wouldn't ascribe any. No, he was just saying he wouldn't ascribe any qualitative value to reshoots. That there have been plenty of films that did reshoots and it was a true abomination. And actually, many films that did reshoots and it made the film much better and and you know they were smart so just in other words it's the fact they're doing reshoots doesn't and he brought up world war z you know he said that world war z was notorious and he's right about they did i think two or three rounds of reshoots over the course of a year Mm. and the film was a a major success as a result so okay oh you guys didn't like world War Z? i liked it a lot yeah i I thought it was pretty good i i I like the um the r-rated version the the pg-13 didn't do anything for me Mm. um the uh well, the Suicide Squad is definitely one where just just based on the trailer alone, because we the trailer was on before Deadpool, and by the time the trailer was done, Renee said we'll we'll be in the theater in August to see it. Nice. Hmm. You got the order. Yeah. There you go. Did she put the wax on it and stamp it with the ring? No, no, not, not, <laughs> not in the theater. Not until we got home. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. So what else did you read? Go, why don't you just both talk about, uh, Black Panther? Tell me why I should read it. Why? Well, yeah. cause you know how awesome Brian Stelfreeze is. Mm, looking good up in here. Oh, I agree with you. Yeah, character designs are great. It, dude, there, cause if you read some of the back matter on, yeah. on the first issue, my man, he put a lot, not, not just coats, but like Stelfreeze put a lot of thought into making Wakanda its own character and the citizens of Wakanda. It's with the technology and the whole thing with the beads. It's just, it's insane, but you know, still freeze is going to bring it. It's colored by Laura Martin, who they work amazingly well together. Uh, but this was, this is Tanasi Coates first comic book work. He's been a writer, a professional writer for uh, two decades, but this is his first comic book. And he, he knows what he likes to see in a comic. He knows the type of comics he likes to read. Um, and now he has to actually do that and, and make it entertaining for the readers. And, and, uh, I, based on the first issue here, my man succeeds. It's, uh, I am, before I even got to the last page, I was all in. It, it's, it's not, what was interesting though is when you, um, when Stellarfreeze was talking about streamlining or or, uh, or or tweaking Black Panther's look, he um, 
he said that he was never really a fan of um he likes the simplicity of the Black Panther costume uh, costume I've never liked when people give him flashy capes and other adornments perhaps if he was called the Black Lion those would make sense, but Black Panther suggests a sleek efficiency, so I'm staying simple. And all I thought about was that first issue cover by text where he's running up the side of the building and he's got the, the gold around his neck and he's got the fur and, and, but I get what Priest was, was going for. I mean, this is a king. Just, if you, 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 you see coming to America, you know the kind of character Eddie Murphy is and, and what he's wearing and that's, that's royalty. That, that's what's expected. But I mean, if he's home, if he's in Wakanda, you don't need the flashiness. And, and, and I mean, that, that's fine when you're visiting other lands and, and, and you're, you're royalty. But, uh, for here, I think it absolutely works. And you have the real, the way Stelfreeze is drawing the technology when, when his mask is coming on or even, um, the, the, the jail cells. There's just so much, dude. It is a fantastic first issue. And, you know, whether you read, um, Secret Wars or, 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 or Doom War or anything that came before this. You didn't have to read the, the, the three issue Aaron stuff. You didn't have to read the Hudlin stuff or, or, or even, you really didn't even have to read the Priest stuff to enjoy this first issue. I, it, it was going to be my inner travels, but the fact that Jason read it and we're able to talk about it is, is just, it's, man, I'll, I'll, I'll get tired just talking about this issue. Yeah, I I mean, this is a book we, we've been waiting intensely for uh, ever since it was announced that he was going to take over the book. Uh, our, our listenership, unless you're new, no no surprise, Dap and I are huge Black Panther fans. Um, uh, and and as you noted, David, uh, he's new to the comics world, but this is a guy that is not just a writer, but w- widely without hyperbole, considered to be one of the great young voices um, in literature in our country today. Um, I mean, the dude is as critically acclaimed an author as one can find. I mean, I, I mean, uh, you know, he won the National Book Award, for God's sakes. Uh, and I will tell you that um, that uh, if, if, if someone hasn't read it, you, you want to, Between the World and Me is a is an astoundingly amazing book. Uh, it's, it's, and, and as a middle, a, a close to middle-aged white man, it's, it's a, it's a book that every, I think every person of, not of color should, should read if you want some perspective as to what it's actually to be like, a, to be a person of color in today's society. Um, but enough of that. Um, listen, I, I, I think the cool thing of, I'm really interested in the reception of this book because, the first issue is very light on action or superheroism. It's pretty much a political drama. And um, uh, Coates did an interview on NPR uh, in conjunction with the launch of the book. And he flat out acknowledges that, uh, that the thing he's most worried about is the lack of action. And that he, and, and what little action there is in the book is there simply because it has to be. And it's not what moves him. Um, he wants to tell a tale about the political uh, aspects of this man and uh, what it would really mean to a country that's that in the Marvel universe, Wakanda is arguably the most impressive country, right? It's the most technologically proficient. They have no one, they have no poverty. 
Um, they're self-sustaining, uber wealthy. They're, uh, you know, they're at the forefront of all innovation. Um, and they had never been conquered and now they've been conquered and attacked. And what does that mean? What would that mean to a country that, um, that no longer believes in the ability of its sovereign ruler to protect them when it was such an instantiated part of their existence? And when, how would that change the country? Um, so I think that's, I mean, I'm personally super intrigued by how that plays out. The question is, will that be enough of a draw to the average Marvel comics reader who maybe is expecting, you know, the dude they've seen in scenes from civil war, uh, um, cause that's not the guy that they're getting here. Uh, but Stelfreeze looks unbelievable. As you said, David, um, and I'm with you. I, I think it's neat what they've done with the costume. It's, it's this very streamlined, uh, suit, but it's almost like, um, it's, it's almost like Iron Man's, uh, armor in that it, it, it's, it's, it, like the, the mask, like, can retract or go around his face. It's, it's technology. It's, it's almost like nano, like nano yeah, yeah. polymer. Like it, it just, it just like folds off of him when he wants to talk and it like folds on him when he's getting ready to fight, which I thought was a neat, a neat touch. And it's, um, when, when, when the mask was forming, it's, it's very Kirby-esque in his, in, in its, uh, in mm-hmm. its look. Yeah. Um, he, I just want, here's the thing about, uh, the, the lack of action. He, this is from an NPO, NPR interview he did recently. He said, uh, I don't know, man. To be honest, uh, that's the one thing I'm worried about with this run. I'm worried about keeping people's attention. I feel like if there's one weakness in this series, it's that the fighting is there because it has to be. It probably is not the thing that interests me. And so I wonder about that. I did the best I could with that. Fighting, I guess, was never the real reason I read comic books as a kid. The fighting was an important part, an integral part. Uh, I don't know I would have read without it. Uh, and there's more of that later. Like, even in the next issue, there's more of him tossing people around because it has to be there. But it probably is not a thing that moved my soul. So, you know, just this is going to be a political book. It's going to be a book about the the man and the legend of the Black Panther versus the superhero of Black Panther, I think. So, and I dig that. I mean, I, I would argue that's a lot of what made Priest run great. A different mm. vibe, right? I mean, Priest, yeah. Priest, Priest was, Priest did a great job of balancing all the aspects. And, and there was certainly some humor in Priest run as well. Um, intermixed words. I, I don't get the sense we're going to get too much humor from this series. Yeah, I don't see Everett Ross popping up and yeah, like exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it's um, you, you do have some of those things that made the the priest run so remembered the the um, the wives of uh, or, or the royal guard of of Black Panther and um, there is I I did not finish the previous version because I. Actually, now that I think about it, I don't think I finished Doom War, but I, um, I don't remember or I never read anything that dealt with Shuri's fate. So the fact that this is also something that is, is driving T'Challa and, uh, is, is a nice, there's a lot going on. He, he's got to deal with this threat. He's, he's, uh, he, he's dealing with his sister. He's, he's, uh, mom is over here executing people and and you know but that's because it's her it's her job it's not like she's just going around chopping people's heads off there are there are rules and laws and and they must be obeyed and and she is upholding that so it's it's 
it's very hard to really be angry with anybody in the royal family because they're doing what is expected or, 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 you know, you have to face your actions have consequences and, and that's, that, that's kind of what people are dealing with. So I'm, I, when you, when I read everything that's going on in the first issue, the, uh, the big bad is, is quite interesting because it's almost there. They're kind of sneaking in somewhat. I mean, they're, they're at the beginning of the issue, but, uh, but because the child is dealing with other things, uh, that's not his, uh, not to me in this issue, that's not on the forefront of his mind, even though it's, he's probably is thinking about it, obviously. But, uh, when you get further into the issue and, and you find out what they're, they're doing, what they're planning on doing, it's, uh, it, it's, I don't know how someone like, I don't know how Black Panther's going to combat that. I don't know how he can kind of, which, which makes sense if, if Coates is saying, listen, you know, there's not going to be a whole lot of, of, of biff, bam, boom and, and, and smacking people around. It, this, this kind of isn't really the, the, the threat that Black Panther can throw his fists at. So I, um, <laughs> I'm, I'm all for it. I, 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 cause I mean, we're, we're seeing, we're seeing the fighting in, in, in every Avengers book and, um, and, and Spidey and, and Sam Wilson. And, you know, so, I mean, to, to actually have a, a Marvel book where, because it's not like the child is hanging out in Manhattan or, or wherever the hell Avengers are hanging out these days. It's, it, this is his homeland. It's where he's living and it's, it's more of a simmer. It's, it's, it's just, it's not. So in your face, you kind of actually slow down and, and you have to take it in. And, and when Stelfries is drawing things like this, it's very easy to just sit on a page and read what's going on instead of, you're not flipping through this book in five minutes. If you are this, then you're not, you're just not paying attention. You're not the audience for the book. You're just not. You're not. You're not. Damn you. It sounds good, but you'll read it. Eventually, I guess. It's gonna be a hard sell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, cool. Uh, yeah. It's exactly what I was hoping for. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Win-win. Yeah, absolutely. Neat. You said you read a ton, dude. Break it off. Break him off something. (laughs) Break me off a piece. It's, um, it's a Marvel book. (laughs) I haven't had any of those yet. (laughs) Freaking stunned. Um, Collects the first 22 issues of this often overlooked series. Um, when we say Infinity Gauntlet, we usually think of the miniseries with the same name or the many, uh, permutations thereof and, uh, the, uh, Thanos and Jim Starlin. And we also think of the, uh, the new trilogy that he's doing, but there's a book that like kind of gets pushed to the wayside whenever we delve into the infinity gauntlet mythology. And that's the infinity watch, which is, is it, uh, let's just call it what it is. It's warlock and the infinity watch 22 issues. Um, I read them when they came out and I really enjoyed it, but um, in rereading them, this is a truly great series. Mm-hmm. James Tony really right is. now is 
punching his uh, fist in the air at this. It's his favorite series of all time. In, in, in a lot of ways, I think it's better. Uh, it's better Starlin than the miniseries that inspired all this. I think this is better than Infinity Gauntlet mm-hmm. in, in a lot of ways. Um, of course, written by Jim Starlin. Art on this book. Heavy hitters, mm-hmm. all of them. Angel Medina, Rick Leonardi, Tom Ranney, Tom Grinberg, um, inked by Terry Austin, ah, oh. uh, Bob Allman, Keith Williams. Um, what it, in twenty-two issues we explore what it is to be Adam Warlock, a guy who emerged from a cocoon, fully formed, did not have the benefit of experience and and trial and error and and the the just like what we take for granted as as organisms that were born and matured over time adam warlock was just spit out of that cocoon him back in the uh fantastic four right um as a fully grown being and and basically he was a child he he was experiencing reality for the first time and didn't really I mean, he had no, he, he was a blank slate, right? He had no experience at all. And to be, um, infused with that much power and not know how to use it, that's the whole point of, of the Infinity Watch. Uh, the, the, um, the Living Tribunal calls, um, a, uh, um, a jury together and he makes the decree that, look, Adam, you have not exactly been a bastion of of mental stability in the past, <laughs> and and here you have you're you're now elevated to the level of a god. You have the gauntlet. You have all six infinity gems. There's really nothing you can't do, and and we're a bit concerned because, well, I'm just going to say it. You're a little nutty. Mm-hmm. You've proven in the past that you're you're, you're borderline. Batshit crazy. Uh, you, you, you spit forth the Magus, who was your, your dark side made flesh, and he did a lot of nasty things. And, and, um, this series, it, it, it was born out of Infinity Gauntlet, but it also, um, encompasses, uh, Infinity War and Infinity Crusade. Like, all those things go on. Uh, Marvel was hot and heavy with the Infinity stuff there for a, little a while. Bit, a little bit. Yeah, yeah. I mean, in these 22 issues, we, we get two other permutations of the Infinity Gauntlet. So it's, it's cool to see. But, man, it's amazing. I mean, so the, the tribunal, uh, takes the gauntlet away from, um, Warlock. And at first he kind of puts up a fight. He's like, I shall surrender this gauntlet to no one. And he, and he, and he's blowing the shit out of, Galactus and the, uh, the stranger. There's a celestial there. Um, Master Order. There's a watcher. Uh, Eternity, of course, is there. Cause Eternity is the one who kickstarted the whole thing. Cause, it, you know, Eternity, in terms of, of power, Eternity is pretty much top of the, the food chain. Right? And, and he doesn't take kindly to someone eclipsing his might. Cause, I mean, he's Eternity, right? Um, Mistress Love is here, Lord Chaos, um, Epic, that was the, uh, um, what was his name, Eon, uh, you know, 
spoot forth epic and um master hates here and adam warlock has really no problem with any of them i mean what kind of power is that mm-hmm. when you got the gauntlet and you could just throw beings like just to throw galactus around that's got to give you a little bit of a rise in the pants right or a celestial we, we should rank power sets one of these days like who's more powerful a celestial or galactus i would I, like who knows like it's I'm just gonna say galactus. Yeah, I'm gonna say Galactus too, but then, um, it, it's implied that the, the living tribunal is even more powerful than eternity in this thing. Hmm. Yeah. But anyway. Bullshit, man. <laughs> Adam, Adam Warlock gives up the gauntlet a little too quickly. Like he's all like, yeah, I can handle it. And he's like, no, nah, I can't handle it. You're right. And, and he gives up the gauntlet. And, and the deal is the gauntlet can't remain intact. It's just too dangerous to have that, that, um, level of weapon available to someone just, you know, to take complete. So they break up the, the gems and, and it's, uh, given to Adam Warlock to, to, uh, select guardians for the gems. And it's really, I mean, he, he does a good job in, in picking the, uh, well, Jim Starlin does a, a great job in picking the Infinity Watch because he goes with Pip the Troll, right? Gamora. Yes, sir. Drac, Drax, who's basically a child. Yep. Uh, Moon Dragon. And he gives another one to, uh, an unnamed person. And I'm not going to spoil that because you need to read it. Uh, it's, it, that's one of the major, um, who? It, uh, you know, who do you give it to? They don't, Stalin does not fess up initially. It, it goes on for a number of issues. Um, and, and their base of operations? Oh, it's, it's like the, the, the Starlin just crept into my soul. It's Monster Island. The Mole Man's Monster Island. So you have all these classic Kirby and Lee monsters traipsing around and the Mole Man. And the Mole Man's reasoning for, um, offering up his island as a base of operations to the, uh, the Infinity Watch is like, I just need friends. That's it. He just needs friends. That's all you really need to know, right? It's the Mole Man. I guess the Moloids offer only a, a, a limited amount of, of companionship, <laughs> so he needs they need someone to talk to. But um, it's this is really an amazing series. Not only the writing is is top notch. There's really nothing superfluous in in this. Like Starlin knows Adam Warlock, of course, sure. right? And, and, uh, he really rings out every bit of, of, of worth out of Adam Warlock. Um, there's, it, it's, it's riddled with self-doubt, of course, cause it's Warlock, right? Um, and he takes care of the past where Adam was the savior of counter earth and, and bested the man beast. Man beast comes back and they settle that old dispute. Um, he takes into account the period where Adam went nuts. And hey, what the <laughs> fuck was that? <laughs> Did you shit? Someone sharded. Holy, holy crap. You better wipe, dude. <laughs> um, and, um, he, he, uh, the, the, he goes through the various phases of Adam Warlock. And at one point, um, I think it's issue 15, uh, Eternity confronts Adam and he's like, dude, you gotta, account for all your personalities because you're splintered 
You, you got the Magus, who's your dark side. You got him, who was your your infantile side. You were the warrior. You you know you were the 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 savior, and and like you're shunning every because after um in, uh, Infinity War is it comes first or was it Crusade? After one of them, Warlock goes into this comatose state after he uh you know dispatches the Magus and um. Eternity just says you really need to 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 at least embrace what you were. I mean, it was you, so you got to account for that. And symbolically, Starlin shows it by all of the different personalities of Adam Warlock. Like he absorbs them into his physical being. That's cool. That's that's cosmic. That's Starlin, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but I think the best, the single best issue of the entire run is issue nine. And it's all about Gamora. Which is weird because the book should be about, uh, the best issue should be about Warlock, right? Cause it's his book. But I, I think the best issue definitely is, is the one with Gamora because, uh, it goes into the whole past with, uh, Thanos and how he, um, quote saved her and she was accosted by uh a band of street thugs beaten almost to death and he uh augmented her her physicality with like almost indestructible it's like a, almost a wolverine type story she was augmented with um very very resilient bone structure and then he trained her and uh he was, I don't want to, there's no using the word nice with Thanos, but he was simultaneously a dick to her and kind of her savior in a way, right? But the whole um point of the issue was Galactus kind of rapes her in a, in a, in a sense because he invades her body without her permission. That's rape, right? And uses her to save infinity from um this uh well he i don't have to go into detail he he uses her to save infinity and she ends up saving not only um in in fi- uh, not infinity damn it i i i blew the the uh i blew the the ending of that but that's okay eternity and infinity was wrapped up with him too in this little black cocoon but it's it's that's not the point of the issue the point of the issue is to 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 unveil the backstory of gamora and i the if you've if you haven't read this and you've only know gamora from the guardians of the galaxy movie that only scratches the surface of what happened to her mm-hmm. yeah yeah she has a a mad on for for thanos <laughs> many people do right but you don't really get the depth of of what she went through Unless you, you, you know, you read this issue and it was drawn by Angel Medina. There's a guy who doesn't get enough accolades. I, I don't think. Right. Yeah. Medina's great. He, he is amazing. And, um, and then, uh, in issue 10, let me see. I want to make sure it's issue 10. Yeah. Um, Thanos fights Thanos. It's a great issue. Um, the, the Magus. Is, is holed up in this, this safe house type thing and he creates a doppelganger that is, uh, as doppelgangers go, a duplicate in every way of Thanos, but he controls it 
and Thanos gets there and fights himself. And the, the doppelganger is somewhat more powerful, like it was augmented by the Magus. Mm-hmm. And Thanos, our Thanos, manages to beat the doppelganger even though he is not as powerful. Because he's Thanos. And he knows how he thinks. He knows what he would do. And um, it's really neat when, when he beats the doppelganger. The doppelganger's soul takes the form of a butterfly. And Thanos just picks the wing of the butterfly, looks at it, and then he devours it. And and um, Angel Medina draws a panel of Thanos just chomping down on the butterfly. And you see the wing sticking out of his mouth. And he is relishing like he devoured his own soul. That's nuts. It's crazy. Um, and I ordered this book through DCB service. It's a little pricey. It was um, $39.99 for 22 issues, but the reason why I ordered it in the first place, I got 50% off. Sick. So it only cost me 17 bucks. That's how we do. Yeah, that's how we do. And I, I you know, the, 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 there's a lot of joy in, be, in being able to read 22 issues straight mm-hmm. of a really great series like this. Um, D- uh, Drax. Hauls off against the Hulk, and this is Pantheon Hulk. <laughs> so it's it's, it's smart. smart, yeah. And um, uh, just destroying the city. Uh, there's a really nice investigation of Moon Dragon because not a lot of people are aware of this, or at least um, maybe they will be. What now with the movies? But Drax is Moon Dragon's father. Yep. And that's, I mean, how, I think Moon Dragon was very underutilized in her day. Not, not during the infinity, not in the infinity stuff, but before that. Yeah, I mean, she was, she was in the Avengers and in the Defenders, but Moon Dragon really hadn't been all that explored. Yeah, I agree. She was very much a background character in the Avengers. Yeah, not to the level of, of the more, you know, prominent characters, Mm -hmm. but I think there's a lot of layers to Moon Dragon. I really do. And I'm, I'm not just basing my opinion solely on the fact that she wanders around almost naked. Mm-hmm. Right? You know, that, there's that. But, um, the whole thing, like, she killed her father and he doesn't know about it because she, she did it in a way where it, it, uh, accosted his brain and he was reduced to the childlike state that he, you know, this incarnation of Drax, the big dummy, the purple and green Drax. Who still wants to kill Thanos. That's one of the things he retained. But he's basically a child and he doesn't know, at least for, you know, a lot of the series that Moon Dragon is his daughter. And the whole reason why, uh, the two are connected to Thanos to begin with was Thanos was, was on Earth and didn't want to leave any witnesses. So he blasted, um, the, the car containing uh moon dragon and her parents and uh basically killed the parents and moon dragon story progressed from there but so drax has a real deep-seated hatred for for thanos this, i mean this is nothing new i'm not saying this is no I'm, this is not new information for anyone but um all that's explored in this series this is a really great series it is and i think i think the inclusion of the mole man was a brilliant touch 
I really do. Um, if, if I had a rank the art chores, I wouldn't put Grindberg anywhere near the mm-hmm. top. This is not his best work. It's, it's, it's solid, but when you, uh, the benefit of these collections is you get the hindsight. It's built in, right? You sure. can see where, um, to follow Angel Medina and Rick Leonardi, like, I, I have much, much, much love for Rick Leonardi. I always have. To follow those two giants, and basically, I'll be honest, I think Reinberg lowballed it. I'm, I don't know whether he was under uh, the dreaded deadline doom, or, uh, you know, I don't know what the case was. But when when you get the, the, uh, the benefit to compare within the same book, the surrounding issues, I mean, there's really no comparison at all. It's, it's, Grindberg's work suffers in, uh, in relation to the, the, the bookends. But uh, that's not to say it's bad, truly bad. It's not. It's just not as good as the issues that surround it. And, um, you also get Gamora, who's having a little bit of, uh, struggle with the time gem, and she's getting these flashes of, um, of possible future events and Medina draws them or is it rainy? No, it's rainy. Rainy draws them dude. with a uh, duo tint, the, the craft in paper. Oh my God. And they're black and white and grays. They're amazing. There's one where, um, warlock is, is on the Ankh. He's crucified and it's a combination of the, the the craft tint paper and color it is just an astounding astounding image i want to make sure that that one was ranny i think it was i can't tell cuz there's a neighbor he's great um no that was ranny too uh yeah and uh tom draws a great gamora and there's a there's a a double page splash at the end of one of the issues where it leads in, into Infinity War number four, and Randy basically draws everybody. Alpha Flight's there, Fantastic Four, the X-Men, Avengers, um, Strong Guys there, uh, it's Nova, the Hulk, like he draws this huge assemblage of characters, and it's, it's great. It's really amazing. Uh, if, if I had to critique Randy's work on this, he tended to pose Moondragon a bit too much. Mm. I mean, she's almost naked. Why wouldn't you? Yeah. yeah, yeah. No, oh, this is a beautiful. Great, <laughs> it's a great, really great book. Um, I like I said, I hold this Infinity Watch in higher esteem than Infinity Gauntlet, which is mm. that's saying something. That is saying right? something. I got to think about that. I think the art's better. I, I got love for Perez, mm-hmm. but I, I think uh, by and large, the Medina and the the Leonardi and and uh ranny stuff is is a from i would rather see this than perez i i like perez bordering on love i think he's a bit too detailed i think he's more detailed than he needs to be mm-hmm. but i i just love this book and um there's a second volume coming out very soon so you're going to be able to buy the entire run of infinity gauntlet for like whatever less than a buck an issue if you get it through dcb service Bargain. do it do it Great stuff. Pure joy. The cosmic stuff always makes me happy. Mm-hmm. Yep. Damn. What else we got? 
Uh, I read the fifth arc of East of West. Oh, fifth arc already? Yeah, man. Oh my god. Issues 20 through 24. Ugh. Mm-hmm. I am so behind. Big time, yeah, me too. Was it good? Well, that's it was so How good was it? Good was it? Oh, so good, man. So good. Um, do tell. It's uh, so. Just as a reprisal for those that don't know, this is a uh, image book by. Uh, Jonathan Hickman on writing chores and Nick Dragata on art, Frank Martin on colors, Russ Whitten on letters. Uh, it is essentially a sci-fi Western setting. It's got a lot of homages to spaghetti Westerns, a lot of homages to Hickman's favorite science fiction films, but, but it's essentially a story of, um, the coming of the, po- of the apocalypse. And if there is such a thing as a protagonist, it's death the book, although uh, it's a very, as is typical of Hickman, it's a very complicated, far-reaching cast. So in this arc, you don't see Death or the Horseman of the Apocalypse until the final issue of the arc. The rest of the story is about the power players of each of the nation-states and other jockeying for position. Um... It's just so engaging. I mean, I, I just, the art, uh, is, th- is just incredible. I mean, Dragada just draws these incredible set pieces that, uh, you know, it seems like an odd thing when you say sci-fi western, but if you look at the pages, you get it immediately. I mean, there's no lack of clarity as to what it, what it is that he's conveying. Um, but what's the most interesting about, the, and, and so, and in this arc, we, we don't, we actually don't see, um, Death's son, who is Apocalypse, we don't see him at all. Um, this, so we, this is really, in many ways, a, a furthering of the, I guess I don't know if we call them human, but of the, of the, uh, of the more of the more human players um, and their motivations. So we've got the Endless Nation, and they're playing both sides. You've got um, you've got the PRA, and uh, Let's just say another group of people make a move on the PRA, and it's a bad, bad decision. Um, cause, cause the leader, Jalen, is, is not to be trifled with. Um, and the scenes where there's an assassination attempt of one of the main characters, and when that person rebuffs the assassination attempt, let me just say that the issue, it's like reading a comic version of a, um, of like a, uh, Korean action film, you know, um, it's, it's just nonstop action, but so well choreographed on the page. It's incredible. Uh, you can feel the movement. You can, you can, you can, it's, it's, I was reading the issue thinking I'm almost feeling like I was watching a movie, uh, and kudos to Dragata on that because that's not easy to pull off. Um, but I don't know how long the series is supposed to go, but, I just say that this this arc puts a lot of things that have been in the background into motion. So I have a feeling that we're coming upon a pretty major crescendo in the story, um, including the 
the horsemen of the apocalypse other than death, so war, famine, and conquest, um, as you guys know, are portrayed through the book as somewhat childish in their physical demeanor. Um, and let's just say that that changes in a very cool way uh, in this arc, which is another uh, indication that shit is getting very real. <laughs> um, the the wealthy nation state, you know, that's essentially run by the uh, by the king and his you know his fourteen sons. Um, we find out something about the prince that I totally didn't see coming. And based on what we find out, it's pretty clear that almost everything we thought we knew about each of the political players and their allegiances is, uh, is wrong. Uh, we also see, um, that Vince, you know, your, one of your favorite things is probably the, uh, depiction of the, uh, uh, you know, the creature that grew out of, the hand of yeah yeah so that thing just keeps getting more and more grotesque and in this case uh he needs to send a message to the chosen so um so in order to do that he writes uh a specific message to each of the chosen in blood and then the creature that grew out of his hand, uh, like spews out these demon bat bird like creatures from his body <laughs> to serve as messenger pigeons for these seven oh, messages. Man. And it's man. so cool seeing each of them arrive to the chosen. Like in one case, it just arrives and they, the, the, the person takes the message and reads it. And another one, the, and, and, you know, and that's the president. And another one is coming for Bell Solomon and he shoots the thing out of the air. And another one, Jialing slices it in half as it's arriving. And it's just, it, it's, it, the arrival of each is, is so well orchestrated relative to the character with which the message is arriving. Um, so yeah, things are in motion. It feels like we're getting ready to, uh, have everything hit the fan and, um, and we still don't know. I mean, we don't know what death is going to do here. Uh, you know, death has had Crow and Wolf as his sidekicks throughout the whole book and, and, uh, situations force their separation in this arc. Um, which complicates things in terms of death had, death was not prepared for that. He wasn't prepared to be separated from them, but it's inevitable for a while. So, uh, yeah, just a lot of, just a series that, um, I hadn't read an issue in probably six, eight months, and yet I didn't feel at all like I needed to go back and catch up, which happens a lot. I mean, I find these days, if I don't read a series for a while, I often feel compelled to go back and read True. an issue or two of what I'd yeah. already read to, re to prime the pump, and I didn't need to with this. I remembered immediately where we left off, and I always view that as a testament to the storyteller. So uh it's it's real cool. It's real cool. And uh, beware John Freeman, that's all I'll say. <laughs> hmm. Mm hmm Interesting. Mm-hmm. I got to catch up on oh, that. Oh, it's so good. That. It's yeah. so fucking good. I mean, your God, your God's art just, just slays me. Oh, my God. Now, there's a guy, you talk, I mean, there's a guy with, he, he's got a very, 
uh, uh, economic line. Yeah, sure. There's not a lot of line work on the page. You know, there's there's not a lot of cross hatching. Not, the backgrounds on many many scenes are relatively de minimis. Um, but it's not at all at the expense of the storytelling. Some people use a whole lot of words to express one little concept. Um, I'm guilty of that, right? And some guys can can be eloquent and and say um, an entire paragraph in in like five seven words. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's economy and it's just it's training and 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 the the wisdom and the and the the instinct and the knowledge of what to include and what not to include. It's the best part. I love um, to 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 experience the various styles because it's there's not a case of any one way being better than the other. It's just that you have a lot of people that can speak diarrhea of the mouth, and they're they're really compelling to to experience, right? Some of them, and then you have your 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 more. Um, or you're, you're less verbose people that can say it in, in very few words. I, it, it's great to, to, to see both or to experience both. Right? Mo's deaf. You are right. Yeah. I love it. Art is the best. Frank said music was the best. Uh, I will fine tune that to say art because that encompasses music art as well. Art is everything, Vince. It, it truly is, dude. There's no denying it. You know, it's why I got it. Branded on my body. It is, it is. Yes, sir. All right. We still got to talk about stuff. I mean, we can't go. Not yet. I agree. There's got to be more that we need to discuss. Do you guys go through your previews? I placed my order already. Uh, I haven't placed my order, but I did, of course, go through previews with, uh, Lee this past weekend. I didn't, uh, I, I am up to IDW and Top Shelf. I haven't, uh, I mean, it, it helped that there was no DC to go through, so that that sped things up a little That's bit. That's coming this week. That's yeah, really, it's very, very strange. Because they and you didn't know want to, they yeah. want, they wanted to announce everything at the convention as far as rebirth goes. They didn't want it to be in previews and ruin the surprise. Right. It seems like they're going. I mean, Image has got its own previews now. Yeah. Uh, Marvel's had its own previews, and not, I don't know. It's going to be a new thing where each is just going to have their own book. I wonder. It, well, the new thing is the old thing because that's what happened. Yeah, you're that, right. That, that's yeah. what split shit up. So I, mm-hmm. I, it's I guess it makes sense if the, I mean at least with the with the Marvel previews, it's just a straight up. This is what's coming from Marvel this month. The image previews is going to have a um, uh, four page. Yeah, so it, it, every month, and I, I, I'm guessing like I don't know how long. It will last if they're trying to do interviews and, and other behind the scenes type stuff. Um, but I guess it gives you a little bit more than just reading previews, which again, previews itself is, is the catalog for the retailers. Now, now we're kind of catering things for the, um, the, the people buying the books from the retailer. It's just, it, it's I just 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 give me a catalog. I'll flip through it. Whatever strikes my fancy, then uh, I'll I'll go for it. Now 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 we have more. We have previews and then a few extra catalogs from from other dudes. So it's I just I I just want to streamline the process. I yeah. Just, 
I'm, I'm looking at the DC page and I didn't realize something until I actually went on DCBService.com mm-hmm. to place my order. I think DC is, could have been more explicit in, in how they were going to approach this rebirth thing because for each book, there's a rebirth issue and then there's a number one. Mm. I didn't notice that. Like there's a rebirth Batman. Then there's a Batman number one, which is, is tagged rebirth. So there's really two issues of, of, you know, if you're going to order this month and sometimes there's three because I think oh. with the double shipping, you got to order issue one and two at the same time. Right. Right. It's just like, I, I don't think they, they should have shipped Batman Rebirth and Batman number one in parentheses Rebirth. Sure, I get you. Th- the same month. Right. It just doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Mm-hmm. Roll them out. Get it, get all the Rebirth out of the way. And then the next month do your number ones. Yeah, uh, DCBS has the bundle though. I'm going to get the bundle. And the bundle is ex- exceptionally cheap. I think, what 60% is it, 60% off? Percent off dude. Yeah, you can get 19 comics for, for what? 20? Uh, 23 bucks. That's insane. That's great. That's insane. Yeah, that's awesome. And I was so close to, to ordering that, but I, like I said, I have to, I have to measure. I have to, I have to really watch myself with this because if I ordered the first issue, I'm not going to be happy unless I order the first arc just to give them a chance, mm-hmm. right? So, yeah, you're getting a good deal on the first one, but rest assured, you're you're going back to probably 50% yeah. off for the rest of the Dude, I, I – it hurt my heart to see Wacky Raceland number one's cover. Oh, I didn't even see it. Where did oh, you see my, that? I, on the interwebs. Who drew it? I don't even know. It's, it's, <laughs> dude, it's, it's as, as you know, Wacky Races is my shit. Yeah. Yes. I, uh, it's one of the few gold key comics I own. Number, Wacky Races number one. This looked like there's not <laughs> a thing about it that's cartoony. It's, the cover made it look like this is going to be Mad Max Death Race 3000. Oh my god, are you serious? Yeah, it's, it looks like mask, like that mask shit. It's rough. Oh shit! <laughs> I'm kidding. It's rough. I'm kidding, of course. You know who would kill this? Matthew Allison. Yeah, that's 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 rough. Uh, no argument there. But I mean, there there are other images here that look more cartoony. Oh, uh, I don't Reesland? know. Yeah. Okay. Oh, I mean, is this? Are you, is you this sure there aren't the other uh, Warner Brothers reboots? Here. I'll, I'll send you a link to the image. Um, and I don't know. Why are there I think, no creators listed with this? Was Wacky Raceland? I don't know. I, I don't know why. <sighs> but I mean, this this image that I found is not as uh, offensive to my eyes. As no, it that, isn't. It isn't that that main image with is who is that? Who's that dog? Is that mostly yeah. yeah. God, yeah, that's and that's the dick with dreadlocks. Yep. This is, uh, you know, I don't like to. To no, I know it's hurting my heart. <laughs> yeah, really is. This is not the way to go. Not guys. a good look. Hurts my heart. You heard. Well, as of this previews, I'm whittling down my uh, single issues. 
as mm-hmm. expected. Yeah, I just, I can't do it. Um, the, the trade paperbacks are much more my, my preferred reading See, format. A- anyway. Did you? I, I know you did. I, I can't justify even after the discount paying 250 for a comic. I can't do it. Which is why I will not be buying Civil War. Yeah. yeah. Can't do it, dude. I realize that I'm going to protest and it's going to mean nothing for the, for, I mean, I'm sure it's not going to mean a hill of beans to, to sales. I'm sure it's going to sell through the roof, but I can't, I can't support buying a book that expensive. Yeah. But the, I mean, it, on the trade front, there are some massive deals in here. Like DC this month is offering the uh, six issue limited series that Freddie Williams drew for Batman, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Right. It's a hardcover, twelve bucks. You know what else? Wait, is twelve bucks? You don't seriously? Twelve dollars and forty nine cents. Hmm. The Dark Horse Comics DC Superman Complete Trade Paperback. Yeah, I was gonna get that, but. I opted for the complete Joe Kubert Tarzan for seventeen bucks. Six hundred pages for seventeen bucks. Really. Yeah. And it's in color. Come on. And it's Kubert. No. Yeah, that's that, that's all you. Um Yeah. I, <laughs> no, no, it's not, it's, no, he's 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 saying that's my jam. He's not saying, you know, that's on, uh I hope he's not anyway. But about I, that G.I. Joe Real American Hero Seriously, I am honestly uh, thinking about that because all over it's, it. It's, you see, but the issues. If I, first of all, again, Russ Heath. So it's got the silent issue. Hey. Yeah, but you were the one that was protesting. Man, if it's not consecutive issues, I can't get Whoa. it. This, this thing is David. This thing is all over the place. It's the complete Sorry. stories from issues one, two, and twenty-one, and some stuff from your book number two. Listen, but, but dude, those first couple <laughs> issues, those were those were done in ones. The silent issue alone, that that's a done in one. That's the, this Breach, is, brother. I, I, but see, and I, 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 where else am I going to get fucking full size church as close Jason, as I can get to Russ Heath OA? Jason loves to 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 assault my lowbrow sensibilities. <laughs> what? When, when I, what? You do Wait, when what? I when I say I like when I love something that is obviously. Ground level stuff here. I like, dude. You love you love your crap. <laughs> but it's not. It's not an. It's not an, I'm, a pejorative I'm, way. I'm not being a dick, but Joe to me back in the day was just like, yeah, I guess I'll read it. Oh shit. Oh man, you know you just. I just <laughs> cut me to the quick tonight. Seriously, I, I mean, just and and, and for twisted. a guy that that's that has shit on Batman and Superman for the last three years on the show, man, you really are taking it to heart that I didn't like the movie. I am. N- that's not. What that's not what that's I enjoy GI Joe, but you know, you you hold it to such a high level of esteem. Yeah, I don't get it. I don't, I don't get it. First, Great cartoon slash toy ever. Woot! That's big doings. Yes. I I don't know. You're the Transformers guy. You're a Transformers guy. It's all good. It's yeah. It's room and but, for both. I've, okay. I've got a hard three times it's big. More a informed human being than I am. That's obvious. Well, um, we knew that already, though. Yeah. <laughs> I got a question, IDW. I really, I really do. Mm-hmm. I, I look at the cover of this Bebop, Bebop and oh, Rocksteady yeah, right. just, and the, that cover is sending me into conniptions. I love it so much. The, the long, uh, horizontal one where the, you know, oh, all yeah. the characters. Yeah, it looks good. But offering five issues well, because in one it's, month? It's, it's a weekly. It's... Yeah, I just, that's crazy. 
I, I, there's no way I can add five issues to my order. I can't. I can't. Well, I guess you'll just have to get the trade then when that's shipped. I, exactly. Exactly. And, and dude, lest we forget, the Gilkin Amazing Spider-Man didn't have consecutive issues. Lest we forget. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Gotta love this guy. You really do. That's breaking off something. Breaking me off a piece and putting down my pants. <sighs> Yeah, I like we we've said this many times, I and it doesn't need to be repeated, but I'm going to anyway. I don't think there's a greater joy in life than getting this damn previews book fresh oh, out of my so box. Great. It's like the Sears Witch book every month. It is. It's exactly what it is. And and Glorious. I'll be like I'll be like the Dennis Leary or the Dennis Miller commentator as I'm going through this. Like, oh hell no, I would never order that. I'm like, oh no, you didn't. Yeah, and I, it's just so much fun mm-hmm. to go this 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 magazine. I'm hoping I can actually maybe get my order in before the very last day of the month. It's the first of the month. Get that'd, be, that'd be a switch. Kind of should. Kind of should. I kind of should. Yeah. Cause, you know who's been attracting me lately? Who this is? Action Lab. Not yeah. regular. Yeah. Not cool. rec- the Danger Zone Action Lab. There's a book offered this month called Bolts. Mm-hmm. I am on this like crazy. Nice. Yeah, Frankenstein's monster like you've never seen him. Look at those preview pages. That is some crazy, crazy art. And I, I just had to order it. And it's on special this month. Have to do it. Yep. So I got it. And then I'm on the, I'm on the Vamp Blade bandwagon. Of course. Yep. I mean, that's my, that's my that's jam. jam. That is. You love your jams. I do love my, my bad girl. That's how you do. I was, I was such a sucker for the bad girl books back in the day. Shocker. I, I think I got everything that came out. Like even the really, really bad, just, you know, cash mm-hmm. in, cash grabs. I, I bought them. Speaking of Marvel, and, I, I think that, uh, I think they finally found an Omniboo I'm not going to pre-order. No shit. One. Spider-Man Clone Saga. Ah, uh, see now you're. Why would you? Why would you? You're twisting the heart. It's the gravy, dude. That's for, good for stuff. Is it all of it? Yeah. Oh, dude, you gotta and get. I got it. the issues, man. What do I need to fucking? Because it's it's a it's legendary. You need that on your legendary. Books. He says legendary. All because of Miles Warren couldn't stay out of Gwen's pants. Clone Saga is all because Warren. Was infatuated with Gwen. That's what it. That's what the Clone Saga is. That's what he never would would have started if if Miles could just keep his libido in check. Right. Truth. Truth. Yeah. Truth. But uh, what was I going to say? Oh, remember when Image Comics did an all babe, a babe watch or whatever month where all of the the male characters were transformed into women, like there was a young blood and they were all women. Yeah. And bat, it, like that, I think that was the the lowest point of the 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 whole good girl period or bad girl period, whatever you want to you want to say. Jason, did you buy buy Bloodpool? No, I guess not. Doesn't ring a bell. It's. I think it was uh, part of Extreme. Yeah, I guess it, not. It, yeah, it was just bad. Just, but I bought it. I bought everything back mm-hmm. then. Airy. Yep. Every day you're hustling. In a lot of ways, those were the good old days. 
Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know. Fuck. I, I would argue comics are better today than they were then, like like in terms of average quality of craft, but it's just hard to beat the nostalgia of when these things are first new to you. Nostalgia is very po- oh, powerful. Oh, for sure. Oh, hell yeah. That's why yeah. they're selling artist editions. Yeah, very powerful. And, you know, I don't think you need to guess where, where, where my point of view is. Like, I, I, I can say with, with absolute certainty, it was better back then. But what, was it really? You know, that's just, that's just me growing up in the Bronze Age thinking it was the absolute best thing ever. And, uh, you know, when I say that, I'm meaning Marvel. I thought Marvel was be all and end all of comics. And to, in a lot of ways, they were, right? Um, okay. And, and, and were the stories that great? I can't be objective about that. I, I can't look right, at right. anything, anything from the Bronze Age, especially like my notables, like Howard and, mm-hmm. and Fantastic Four and the, the Marvel black and white magazines. It, I, I guess the approach back then was the same as it is today. Just get it out. Just get, get this thing published, right? But to me, they, they were, they were legendary, amazing pieces of art and they changed my whole life. But, and that's the reason why I can't look back at these things and say, ah, you know, maybe that wasn't so great. Right. Because it, it was. Cause I, when I, through my eyes looking at the art now, I'm not a 50 year old man. I'm a 10 year old kid. Sure. I, I can't unsee that as a 10 year old kid. Mm-hmm. I, I just, yeah. And then I keep buying them. That's, that's really on me. Like whenever they put collections of that stuff out, even though I have them in multiple formats, that's I still keep buying them. It's nuts. Like, why do we do that? Why did I buy the entire Walking Dead run digitally on Comicsology when I own the fucking <laughs> trades for every it one and because, and the hardcovers? Yeah, because you have enough money to buy Image, so you don't really care about <laughs> stuff like that, right? But you know, speaking of Image, uh, a lot of a lot of buzz today about the news that uh, Karen Berger is coming back to comics as part of Image. No kidding. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that. What's the deal? What's the poop? Um, I mean, it's it's not as grand as it sounds in the sense that she's. They had Image Expo today, and as they often do, and announced all their new stuff. And Karen Berger is editing a book called Surgeon X. Um, so yeah, I don't know. I mean, it, that doesn't seem like she's coming aboard in any kind of broader capacity, but uh, but it is her first foray back into comics, and she left Vertigo. So she's just editing. Yeah, just a one, just this one book. I don't, at least for now. I, well, that's that's still a. I mean, it's a feather. It's not a big feather, but it's still a feather in Images' I cap, think so, right? So yeah. So what do we got here? We got Afar by Lila Del Duca. Layla. Uh, yeah, Layla. And and Kit Seaton. Okay. Uh, Black Cloud by Jason Latour, Ivan Brandon, Greg Hinkle, Matt Wilson. Oh, yeah. Holy crap! Uh. Uh, someone named Bidikar, Tom Muller. Okay. Oh, Jonathan Hickman and Tom Coker doing the Black Monday Murders. That looks really interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, Shaken with a new book. Yeah, yeah. The, the divided states of hysteria. Wait, there's a Shaken book in this in the, this previous. Yes. Is that it? No. Is I don't think so. Because this is uh, Midnight of the Soul. It previews. Huh. Midnight of the Soul. I think I'm yeah. skipping Glitter Bomb. That doesn't look like it's up my speed. <laughs> I knew that. I was I was going by and I I could I th- I heard 
Oh, hell no. <laughs> Jason. Yeah, that Jupiter's Legacy looks, too, looks crappy, too. Um, let's see. Own it, Vince. Uh, Glitter Bomb, yeah, we Horizon. talked about that. Brandon Thomas, Juan Gideon, and Frank Martin, which is, looks good. Well, I mean, as, as by look good, the preview image looks good. Uh, Colin Lorimer, Jim Campbell, and Joanna LaFuente doing The Hunt. Uh, Brendan Fletcher and Carl Kershaw. Ooh, nice. I stole the Island of the Dead. That looks gorgeous. Yeah. All right. That's going to be it. Yeah, that's, uh, that's, that's awesome. on. Uh, Bruce Baker and Phillips with their new joint, Killer Be Killed. Nice. What's it about? A uh, story of a troubled young man who is compelled to kill bad people. Okay. Uh, he struggles to keep it secret, slowly begins to ruin his life and the lives of his friends and loved ones. Hmm. Cool. I'm in. Lake of Fire, probably not my speed, but Nathan Fairburn and Matt Smith. Oh, but it's Matt Smith, though. Yeah, that looks, yeah, it looks cool. Dude, the next one is the one I'm most excited about, though. Oh, boy. Moonshine. Azarello. Azarello. Team 100 Bullets, baby. Wow. A brutal new series. Oh, my God. Oh, it's the Prohibition era. Giddy. Yeah, that, that would probably be good. My yep. shit. Brendan Fletcher, Cameron Stewart, Babs Tar. And that girl. <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> on Motor, Motor Crush. Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm going to have to say pass for that on right now. Uh, Jen Van Meter, Rick Burkett, uh, Eric Newsom on Prima. Spies, Thieves, Ballerinas, and probably out on that one. Mm, yeah. I, I think I agree with you. Prince of Cats well, is I, awesome. They're bringing it back. I don't believe I've read any of that. It was a Vertigo book. By Ron Wimberly? I haven't read it. Yeah, no. well, uh, Ron's a good dude. He's, um, he's, uh, he's good friends with Julian as well. Oh, cool. Yeah. Nice. Now see this next one. I think I'm in. Joe Harris and Megan Hutchinson on Rockstars. That preview image is very, very it nice. It is a nice image. It, it outshines everything so far. And it's a, except, it's a murder mystery, so I'm in, I'm in on that one. Yeah, I would say except the Kershaw. Kershaw is the strongest one so far. Now the next one, the top cow Romulus, is a rough preview image. <laughs> that is rough. But once again, it's top cow. Fair point. So I mean, that's that's in the top cow zone. And, and then we get to the next one. Oh shit. Oh jeez. Seven to Eternity by Remender and Opeña. Yeah. Oh, that looks like a movie poster. It does. That's very nice. Good typography Gots too. Got to have it. Got to have all of it. Yeah, very nice. And then very comes nice. the Surgeon X, uh, which is, uh, by a team I don't know, Sarah Kenny, John Watkins. But, uh, yeah, that's one that Karen Berger's involved with. Hmm. Oh, what's this? Asad Ribic and Ivan Brandon on Versus. Eve Sarcina. Oh, wow, there's a lot of people on this. That's a cool image. Dude's got multiple arms going on. Mm hmm. All right. Maybe he's from Wildcats. Uh, Winnebago Graveyard by Steve Niles and Allison Sampson. That looks creepy. I think I may be in on that. Right out of that one. Yeah, and uh, that looks like it's it's uh, that's it. Oh, Chloe, Chloe Moritz, so cute. Um, <laughs> I am a damn fool. This this is why am, is my scrolling like not scrolling? You know why? Because it's friggin' CBR, right? And there's. And there's shit going on behind the scenes. Can all these comic book sites please stop with the damn videos? 
Oh, it's it's everywhere and, now. Facebook does. And I got I got to say, um, Facebook does self loading videos now. Rich is the absolute worst for it. Rich will squeeze a penny out of anything. He everything you click on on Rich's site, you, the damn video pops up. I can't. I don't go there anymore because it's just so annoying. I'll, I'll wait till one of y'all tells me the news instead of going. And and you know there was one time where I could not wait to check out uh, Bleeding Cool. Now it's just there's too much advertising on it. Sucks. You know you are right. Uh, also, it just it's so not focused on comics now. Yeah. I mean, they're trying to probably reach more viewers, so it's it's got the one left hand side, which is comics, and really a lot of the stuff is is almost like BuzzFeed esque clickbait. Yeah, you're right. It's just a straight up solicit, and you click on it, and it's just a like two cent solicit with no it's no true. angle. It's very very disappointing. And I liked it better when Rich was trying to be controversial and scooping people. Right, then. right. The proofreading is non-existent too. Yeah. For sure. There's a lot of, of typos and I know that he's trying to get it up quick and, and his people are trying to just be expedient right. about the whole thing, but come on, you know, it, 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 it reads like it was dictated into a phone <laughs> and it probably was in a lot of instances too. Uh, so I was in the shop today mm-hmm. is, and DC published a book called Bloodlines. Yeah. Is this seriously a return to Bloodlines? Have we, have we descended that far? Really? I don't, I, I don't know what the connection is to the original annual event. And, uh. Um, Man, haters gotta hate over here. Dude, no, it's not. I don't think that's a case of that. Bloodlines was pretty bad. Bloodlines had one redeeming quality. And only one. And only one. That was it. Introduced Hitman. Yep. The rest of the introduced characters can just Eat a big fat vegan. I don't, I don't even remember the, the other characters. I remember some kind of, um, horse looking aliens that had like a, gave power pack their powers? Like, no, not that. Like, like, like a boar horse. And you remember who wrote Bloodlines? I'm gonna guess. John Ostrander. Incorrect. Hmm. Who? Dan Raspler. Ah, uh, is he writing this new one? <laughs> no, 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 no. Dan Raspler. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Talk about a footnote in history. Yeah. Star of Number Ten is the last issue. I didn't know that. What? Star of Number Ten. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, you guys like that book? Yeah, I got. Can you name the it. spinoffs, Vince? Oh shit. Oh, what? Oh, Bloodlines. The, the seven series to spin out of it. Uh, Hitman is one. Hitman, yeah. Correct. Uh, not Major Bummer. Nope. Uh, shit. Hitman, the only one of any redeeming quality. Yeah. As you For know. real. But. Um, no, I can't remember. Anima. Any of. Yeah. <laughs> Blood Pack. I think DC got a good Anima. Blood Pack. That one. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Argus. Mm. Gunfire. No. Loose Cannon. Yeah. Ah, I remember Loose Cannon. And my personal fave, I do remember this one, Razor Sharp and the Cyber Rats. Cyber Rats. What? <laughs> like that if a man. And Neil Adams doing that one? <laughs> it sounds like a Neil Adams book. Right? Holy crap. Yeah, Bloodline's not a high point. No. no. For reals. Can you name any of the members of the Blood Pack? 
I could Google it, but you know what? It's even too much effort huh. to Google. I don't know. It only lasted four issues, so. <laughs> I remember some blue uh Hulk-looking guy with pants. That's all I remember from Blood. From, Do you remember uh, who the leader was? Of Blood Pack? Yeah. No. She no. actually stuck around. Jade. Mmm. Okay. So yeah. These were not, yeah, this, this was not a, a memorable time. <laughs> no, not at all. I don't, you know, as, as you rank those event type things, I don't think there was a worse one than, 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 uh, Bloodline. Hmm, that's interesting. Can you name one that was on DC side? Yeah. Millennium even, Millennium had its high points yeah, and Millennium wasn't great. No, it wasn't. But if, I mean, if you're gonna, if you're gonna rank them, I think Joe State and Art. With, um, that, that's worth something. Yeah. With the, with, with, with the Ian Gibson and, uh, yeah, no, that yeah. was, yeah. that was some good looking work. But, and the, like the, the, the series that spun out of Millennium. <laughs> was not. I mean, I, I, like, Invasion's pretty bad, but, but I don't, yeah. I don't know that it, Bloodline. It's not, bad. it's not, yeah, it's, it's no, not as but at bad least as, it, at least Invasion had McFarlane. Not an issue, yeah. Still, still one still. issue. Of, it's still I mean, worth Underworld it. Unleashed was pretty bad. Yeah, but uh, but the villain Necron was, was it is was Necron, right? Yeah. I mean, it was, cool. it was the Howard Porter art. It was. I mean, that was. And the fifth ink everywhere because they had to <laughs> get that fucking green. They had to get that green. Um, no, I still. Right, you know what? Let's let's course. let's go out. We'll do a quick ranking. Uh, I'm going to name an event and you tell me, then I'll name two events. You tell me which one belongs over it and we'll just, that will help us quickly go through and decide what the, uh, the worst okay. event is from DC. Okay. Yep. Crisis. Well, it's mm. crisis and legends. So we agree legends worse than crisis. Yeah. No, um, no legends is no, better. Probably than right. Okay. No, actually, you know what? You're right. You're right. Okay. So crisis is bull legends. Uh, crisis versus millennium. Crisis. crisis is better than millennium. Ye- reluctantly. Yeah. yeah. So millennium at the bottom. Uh, Millennium versus Cosmic Odyssey. Oh, Cosmic Odyssey is better. But Definitely. that's not an event. That's just a mi- it's a miniseries. That that, that that wasn't any tie-ins. No, I'm just I saying. Was... <laughs> All right, dog. I mean, I'm just saying. Um, <laughs> Mignola plus New Gods. Okay. All right, Millennium versus Invasion. I kind of liked Invasion. Oh, yeah. I'm going. I'm going Millennium on that one. As Millennium better. Or worse. As better. I'll give it. I'll give it to Todd and and go. Uh, invasion. Uh, no. invasion versus Armageddon 2001. Ooh. <laughs> I, uh, fuck. I like Armageddon 2001 up to a certain point. When they, when they fucked themselves over by not, uh. Yeah. Yeah. Changing the ending. Yeah. So we're gonna go with Armageddon 2001? As, with reservations. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Uh, Armageddon 2001 versus Eclipso, the darkness within. Oh, definitely. Eclipso. The Eclipso was pretty good. Yeah, that was, that yeah, was, it was good. good. That was good. Yeah, so we're yeah. still with Armageddon. Uh, all right, Armageddon versus Bloodlines. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Armageddon is better than Bloodlines. Yeah, so, oh, yeah. Right, so Bloodlines yes. is just at the bottom. All right, Bloodlines versus Worlds Collide. Bloodlines is the worst. Yeah. Bloodlines versus Zero Hour. Bloodlines is the worst. Yeah, Zero Hour was pretty... Uh, there were some good things about Zero yeah, Hour. Yeah. 
Bloodlines versus Genesis. Fuck is Genesis? Yeah, what the hell is Genesis? You haven't read it, and it's still it's better really than nice. Bloodlines. <laughs> All right, we'll keep it. Bloodlines versus DC One Million. Oh, oh I like DC One Million. Yeah, yeah. Bloodlines versus Day of Judgment. That's pretty bad. Uh, yeah, but still, Al becomes the Spectre in that. Yeah, but it, that that was still better than Bloodlines. Okay. Uh, Bloodlines versus Our Worlds at War. I like Our Worlds, Our Worlds at, at War. War is better than Bloodlines. Yeah. Okay. So Bloodlines versus Identity Crisis. Bloodlines. Oh, dude. <laughs> Bloodlines versus Inf- Infinite Crisis. Ooh. <laughs> you cannot rank Infinite Crisis below Bloodlines. Bloodlines versus Fifty Two. Bloodlines. Fifty Two is very good. Bloodlines versus One Year Later. Ah, hmm. That's an interesting question. There are parts of one year later that are good. Green Arrow, yeah. Uh, I gotta go with Bloodlines being worse. Yes. Yeah, okay. Bloodlines versus our, our shout out to our boy, Amazon's Attack. Oh, Amazon's Attack was better than Bloodlines. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the, the, Bloodlines is gonna win, cause the, the only ones left are, uh, our Sinestro Core War, Countdown to Final Crisis, which was bad. That was bad. But Bloodlines is probably worse. Final Crisis, Let's... Blackest Night, Brightest Day, and Flashpoint. You're forgetting Trinity. Oh, I must have skipped Trinity. Oh, wait. No, but that was just... That was uh, that was just the three series crossing over for... for, for two Ooh, months. wait a minute. I got one. Bloodlines versus Convergence. Ooh. Yo, Convergence was straight ass. No, no, I disagree. Maybe like, the main like series. Four, there are like four series coming out of Convergence that were decent. Hawkman was great. Swamp Thing was really good. I know, good. but if you throw in the number of issues of Convergence. Yeah. Mm. Right? We, we gave it to Millennium solely on the basis of Joe, Joe Staten's artwork. Right. And, and Ian, uh, what was it? Uh, Ian Garvey. Ian Gibson, Ian Garvey. We're talking about the powerhouse trio of Jeff King and Scott Lobdell here. I I would say that the the tie-ins elevate Convergence above mine. Do you remember those butt-ass Chip Kid covers, though? (laughs) Yeah, but they were only covers. They they were only covers. If we were were ranking best to worst worst covers, those Chip Kid covers would be the the butt wipe in the DC. If we had a Razzie's version of the 11 O'Clockers, those, that Chip Kid covers would have been in the Hall of Fame. Dude, what did he do? <laughs> Seriously, what did he do? I'm going to make a layer in Photoshop. I'm going to do a, a a gradient of yellow, and I just got paid a grand for that image, probably. Mm-hmm. Damn, that's... Yeah, it's the fuck. I, I loves me some Chip Kid, but that is major league profiteering on that thing. Yes, Jank. So there you go, people. The worst event in DC here history is Bloodlines. <laughs> <laughs> Told you. Oh shit, that's funny. Uh, so, what would be the Marvel? Uh, the Marvel equivalent? Identity. Yeah. Oh, oh, that's pretty good. I mean, that's a good. I, I mean, it's a good series. I mean, that's a good, good nomination. How about Atlantis Attack? No, Atlantis Attack no, had Get out of here. You bite your tongue. <laughs> what I was waiting for. What? Because I, I was about shit, to say dude. it. I know. Oh, I know. Oh, um, the one that, that, it was a, a minor event, but the one that did, um, Spider-Man, 
Uh, Let's be real. It's probably Secret Wars too. Right? Yes. Alright, let's do it real quick. Ready? Secret yeah. Wars versus Secret Wars 2. Secret Wars is Wars. better. Uh, Secret Wars 2 versus Mutant Massacre. Mutant Massacre is better. Mm-hmm. Secret Wars 2 versus Fall of the Mutants. Fall of the Mutants is better. Totally. Evolutionary War. Mmm, that was good. I loved was it. Good. Inferno, loved it. Yes. Atlantis Attacks, definitely better than fucking Secret Wars 2. <laughs> I don't know. You put the set up in there? The serpent crown? Come on, dog. No, no. No, I'm, 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 that's, uh, this is the one veto vote I get. Secret Wars 2 is, is worse than The Last Attacks. I didn't know we had a veto vote. Acts of Vengeance was pretty damn good. Yeah. Alright, so Secret Wars 2. Um, Acts of Vengeance gave us that rabid spider wait a creature. Minute. Here's the contender. Secret Wars 2. And by the way, I'm skipping over Infinity Gauntlet. That's a, uh, Secret Wars 2 op, uh, versus Operation Galactic Storm. <laughs> that was Jake. That was bad. And I'm as big a West Coast Avengers Avengers fan as it gets, and that was bad. Oh, shit. Secret Wars 2 was really bad, dude. It really like, was. We were going to do that episode where we, before, uh, <laughs> recap the old Secret Wars. So I did just recently reread both of the series for that show that we never did, and it was, Secret Wars 2 is really bad. It's, it's, yeah, it's, it's probably. Like, Secret Wars 1 is actually really bad, but it's so great from a nostalgia standpoint that it supersedes that. But Secret Wars 2 is, it's, it's, it's nigh impossible to get through. Nigh. Lest we forget, <laughs> nigh. Alright, Secret Wars 2 versus Fatal Attractions. I don't even remember Fatal Attractions. That's wait. That's where was that's, that in that series is where Magneto pulled the adamantium Wolverine. Oh, Andy did a great job on the art on some of that. Yeah, and then also, you had so, you had Mark Silvestri, right? Was that I think so during? Yeah, yeah I guess we'll stick with Secret Wars too. Um, I guess you'd put that over. You'd put that behind Clone Saga. I would put. Pretty much everything behind a clone saga. What about Operation Zero Tolerance? Oh, that was bad. Yeah, that was stupid. I would put op- Operation Zero Tolerance over Secret Wars okay. 2. Uh, maximum Security? Uh, Marvel has had a shit ton yeah, of bad events. We definitely wouldn't have, like, I'm skipping over a bunch, like Age of Apocalypse and stuff that we definitely would have said are better. Oh, don't bite your tongue. No, that's what I'm saying. Are better then? That's my point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. All right, let's let's go. Uh, see, I'm just going down the list because we definitely Liv we Krier, agree I, that House of M, Annihilation, Civil War, World War Hulk, they're all better. Yep. Uh, Secret Invasion's better, although flawed. War of Kings better. Siege. Mmm. I didn't like a lot of Siege. Me neither. Yeah, but. But then following Siege, we got Fear Itself. Oof. Yeah, see? It's it's not easy. Oof. <laughs> so basically what we're learning here is Marvel, in aggregate, has a, has a worse... <laughs> has a worse track record for events than DC. That's pretty bad. Yeah. Wait, 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 wait. I, I think we got, dude, Axis has got to beat all of them. No, I like Axis. Oh, There's good so parts of Axis. It was so bad. <laughs> you already had your veto vote. Uh, do I get a veto vote? Original Sin. 
See, <laughs> <laughs> you're laughing because you can't even say that it's not worse. I can't, but yeah. And that's written by our boy Aaron, dude. Yeah, that was, I know. That was rough. Is it, he needed a new It's bad karma to, uh, to give the worst Marvel event ever to Jason Aaron. Yeah, well, there had to be more. Well, but. Yeah, but he like, gave us Thor. We got Thor out of it. Yeah, I mean, none of these, I mean, you're, you're not gonna vote for, you're not gonna vote for any of these other ones over it. <laughs> I mean, uh, Wikipedia has Death of Wolverine listed, but that's more, that's not really now. I mean, that wasn't a, <laughs> No, I mean, that's terrible. I would gladly vote for that, but that wasn't really an event. That's not an event, no. no. David, what was that Spider-Man one I was thinking of where it crossed over in the annuals with Speedball and um, Ant-Man? That was... Oh, no, they, they kind of... Um, for a couple of years, Marvel was doing that where it would... And it, it was the New Warriors and Spider-Man and... and probably Moon Knight. And, uh, uh, was it Moon Knight? Uh, really? Well, it's, but they would kind of try to group everybody together, like you'd have the. You there, know, there was a, a size issue that went along with it too, like shrinking and and I don't remember what it what it was, but I, I know it was in the and then they did one for the Defenders, and like the the annuals groups of annuals would cross over, like Punisher, and I don't I don't remember. It's so long. Yeah. But cool. We, uh, that was fun. So the, the, the all time worst DC event is Bloodlines. And the all time worst. Oh, Marvel wait, 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 wait a second. Is this it? Uh oh. What you yeah, got? Yeah. Yeah. It's, oh God, it's a fucking cocaine cover too. It's Amazing Which, Spider-Man Annual number 24, Spidey's Totally Tiny Adventure. Yes. Yeah, yes, it's uh, actually it looks like Gil Kane and almost maybe Ink by Ditko. It's it's a weird looking cover, but it's um it's yeah Ant Man solo, Sandman, uh Thing, Trapster, Wizard, um <laughs> actually yeah the Mercy Bomb was written by Michelini and your art was done by Steve Ditko. Relative newcomer uh, uh, to to comics. <laughs> the, uh, so yeah, so that's, but it doesn't say if it continued into, it does say part one, I don't know where it continued into. But yeah, cause they were, cause, cause that's also had, um, the X-Books did, uh, not, um, not, was Would, it the Executioner's were, Song or Sonic? No, there were Mignola covers on it. It was X-Force. Right. X-Factor. Yeah. Yeah. Those are, those are fun. Yep. Uh, amazing. Oh, Web of Spider-Man Annual number six and Spectacular Spider-Man Annual number ten were included in this. Oh, okay. And does Speedball pop up at all? Because I'm I'm uh, seeing Speedball. Uh, uh, no, he's not. Hmm. He's not listed as characters appearing in that story arc. Wow. Speedball's totally did go. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, totally. You know what I feel like reading again? Round Robin. What's that? Sidekicks Revenge. Oh my god, that's a great, yeah, that was a great That was one of the good bi-weekly books. Yep. And it was Bagley. It was. Who doesn't usually really stoke my creative juices at all. Right. Uh, He, he did back in the day, but in now, it doesn't seem to have the same effect on me he did. You're uh, right. I really dug him in Thunderbolts, but it's been downhill from there. Yeah. 
the ultimate, his ultimate work, I think, put me off. Yeah, uh, that's, uh, I, that's probably what most people would would love him for, right? Like Ultimate Spider-Man, I assume. Yeah, because I, I to this day I still say Gwen looked like a tranny. <laughs> she did. Gwen is very mannish in in Ultimate yeah, yeah, Spider-Man. No, you're, you're not wrong. It's a man, baby. I could have been a, a bit better in my description, like look like a tranny, because there are some very beautiful trannies. Sure, but she just looked like a man in drag. How about that? <clears throat> All right, everybody. I think we've said our piece, or many pieces. Uh, thank you for listening. As usual, please solicit our sponsor, DCBService.com, because if you want to get your books for less than the people going to the comic shops are paying, there's only one place to go, and that's Discount Comic Book Service. Uh, this month, among other things, you can get the Howard the Duck Trade Paperback Complete Collection Volume 3, a whole bunch of goodness. Um, Howard the Duck Magazine, two to seven, Bill Mantlow, Michael Golden, um, John Basima, Gene Cohen, my goodness. $17.49. Night Trap, Cohen Bunn, JB Bastos, $1.64, and The Death of Margot Lane, The Shadow by Matt Wagner, uh, six issue miniseries. The first issue will cost you $1.99. In your travels, IDW's at it again. And this is a very good thing as far as I'm concerned. Written by John Lehman. Art by the mighty Andy Kuhn. It's another Mars Attacks miniseries. This one is called Occupation. A bit of time has passed since the last Mars Attacks series. The Martians are firmly entrenched in Earth. They they have the run of the place. Giant fleas running around, which the Martians have seemed to tamed to have tamed. If you read the last Mars Attacks miniseries, you know where the giant fleas came from. Um and in this uh portion of the saga we have a young girl named Ruby. The Martians have a lockdown on everything. You will report to work when they say you will report. If you do not report to work when you're supposed to be there, grave consequences will befall you. So um, Ruby's pretty much had it enough of the whole situation. Um, you have your, your Martian um, sympathizers or people who are just looking to further themselves by getting into bed with the Martians and... Uh, the, the Martians have set up arenas for their entertainment where you have gladiatorial <laughs> combat where human versus human, uh, et cetera, et cetera. And Ruby doesn't get, uh, Ruby, um, makes a very bad choice in this issue and, um, finds herself and we will find her next issue in the gladiator pits. And I gotta say, Andy Kuhn seems to attract this type of, of theme because when we last saw Andy Kuhn was in the pages of Dark Horse Presents in that story, um, what was the name of that thing? Uh, battling, uh, my demons or whatever, but the, the whole thing was based in the, the gladiator pits. What is it about Andy Kuhn that makes people want to write gladiator stories for him? I don't know. But I'm glad they do because Andy's awesome and this issue's no different. 
Um, the covers are written are drawn by John um, John, John McRae, who is no stranger to the Mars Attacks saga. If, if you're a fan of Mars Attacks, this is just more goodness, and I am. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. they've done a good job on that series, or I mean, you know, that, with that with that IP. It for it was it's the truth, but. I thought it got maybe a little excessive when it was Mars Attacks Popeye. But oh, those yeah, issues I didn't, I didn't are, go down that road, so. I did, and those issues are really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mars Attacks, um, you know, Ghostbusters, really good stuff. Mm-hmm. The, the, this, this IP is, Jason says, they, they put it to good use at IDW. So check it out. I, I always enjoy Mars Attacks. Yes, sir. It's, it's my, my favorite, my favorite Tim Burton movie. Sweet. I really thought that would get a rise out of you, but it didn't. Why? What is Mars Attacks? Well, why would that get a rise out of me? Because, because I did Pee Wee's Big Adventure and Beetlejuice. And well, remember, Batman. first of all, I'm not a fan of Tim Burton. Second of all, therefore, it's a very low bar, and I would agree with you, Mars Attacks is his best movie. Wow. I, I would disagree. It's a good day. What would you say, David? Um... I want to say Beetlejuice. I could also say Pee Wee's Big Adventure, but but I, I think I would I would say Beetlejuice. Now you would think that Beetlejuice would be right up my alley. Yeah, but it doesn't have the association. I, I, I saw it in the in the theaters. I hate Beetlejuice. It's funny. I remember liking it quite a bit when it came out back in the day, but I just recently rewatched it with Holden, and I thought it was terrible. It's crap. So yeah, I I I didn't. We had this conversation a year ago. I would have said Beetlejuice as well, but I have to back away from that. Yeah. Now I I have to. I I thought I'd like Edward Scissorhands. Yeah, solely for the. I mean, one of the reasons why I do I like it is because of the Vincent Price cameo. But um, I I I struggle sometimes between Nightmare Before Christmas and. Oh no! Oh my God! No. I hate. Love hate, is over. Hate, no. Hate, hate, hate that movie. Why? That that quasi would claymation animation style that he's known. I just can't stand it. Mm. Baffling. Mm. But I, I struggle sometimes. Mars attacks. You know they're making a Beetlejuice too, by the way. I don't <laughs> care. I really say that. Frank and Weenie, terrible. Yeah, nah, it was alright. Wonderland, terrible. Oh, well. I'm making it, there's a sequel coming yeah, out. there is, yeah. I think Alice yep. in Wonderland is better than Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. True. No, I kind of like Charlie and Chocolate Factory, basically because, um, I think Johnny Depp is, is playing Michael Jackson. Oh, okay. Sure. Corpse Bride, terrible. It's not. No, it's not. Edward. Oh, I like Edward. I, I like Edward yeah. a lot too. You're you're not good enough to lick my shit. Sleepy Hollow is okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, but yeah. Right. Looking at the list here, I'd have to give the uh, I'd have to give it to uh, Mars Attacks. Yeah, I like Batman too. Batman is. You know, the first Batman. I mean, when it came out, it was such a big deal. Yeah, it was yeah. such a big deal to to see a superhero movie. You know, I saw it so many times in the theater. Yeah. And how many of us said when when Bruce was scratching the CD like? Oh, that that's well, that's no, that's in Batman Returns. That's, that's in the sequel. We're not talking. Oh, is yeah, it? Don't don't. That, it that's not how. It that's works. not even the fucking. That's and and him, 
him playing DJ with a goddamn CD in 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 the cradle isn't even the, the worst thing about that fucking movie is 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 Oswald hey. being fucking reared by by penguins. <laughs> There's something real creepy about those emperor penguins, like though. That. Yeah, I kind of like that no. too. Why? No, just not. It's just. It, there's so much that's like, okay, I kind of like look past some stupid shit, but then, then it's like, he, he's. See how my, my, my mind works? When you, when I see Emperor Penguin, I think Mountains of Madness, I think Lovecraft, and that's where my mind goes. So automatically, if you're gonna tickle that part of my brain, you've, you've won the battle. Mm. Which is nothing on Tim Burton's part. Right. Right? But it's just that he chose to use Emperor Penguins. Why don't you like it, David? <laughs> Penguins are going to bring this 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 baby and 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 teach it. And oh no, no, no! <laughs> this baby. Uh, it is, it, <laughs> I, from, from, yeah, right. It's, it's just. And he's a massive perv too. Oswald, he's a big ass. Oh, he absolutely is. And I love it when he eats the fish. That's awesome. Yeah, that is great. I think (laughs) this diaper (laughs) shit. Shoot little flap. Uh, In your travels, I think we'll go with the fourth issue of Jacked, which uh, is written by Eric Kripke. No, it's not, it's not the life story of Doug Mocky. It's, it's written by Eric Kripke. <laughs> it is, uh, art by Mr. John Higgins and, uh, <laughs> I made Vince giggle. I know. Ah, uh, truly good day. Oh, God. <laughs> it's all for you, boo. The, uh, things are not going to go too well for everybody, um, uh, in, involved in this. It's, my man is, uh, uh, Josh is hanging out with Jessica, his, his, his next door neighbor because they were on the run. Um, Josh's wife thinks he might be having an affair with Jessica. Uh, the designer, the cooker of the, uh, of the drug that, that's giving Josh his powers, uh, Josh left him a message when he started taking the pills and, and, and felt all weird. Uh, my man's in jail. Finally got to call Josh back. And, uh, so Josh bails him out of jail so he can cook up some more drugs. And, uh, drugs. it's apparently my man is like, listen, this, this, this shit ain't going to work. It's, you know, it, it's, um, it's all in your head. These, these do not do anything. It's, it's, it's adrenaline and, and, and epinephrine. It, it's just, it's not, they're not supposed to do anything to you, but apparently they're striking a chord with, uh, with, with Josh's, Josh's metabolism and, and, uh, he's able to do all these amazing things. So you have the, Drug dealer is going to try to, the drug maker is planning on double crossing Josh. You have Jessica's husband out of, uh, out of the hospital looking Excuse for me. Josh 
and Jessica, uh, it's just not going to be, uh, things are all kind of coming to a head and, and with, with a couple issues to go, it's not going to end well for a bunch of people in this, but it's, it, it's still one of, uh, one of the more fun books I'm, I'm, I'm enjoying just cause it's so insane and the, the art is nuts, but I, I'm, I'm digging it. It's still one of my, uh, one of my favorite, favorite books that I decided to take a chance on. So I'm, I'm, I'm happy it's still, still going on so I can finish it. Now that's not a, that's an ongoing. It's not a mini series. No, I think, I think it's a mini. I think it is a six oh, good. series. I'll get that trade because hearing you talk about it, I, it, 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 it just makes me want to read it. And, uh, Glenn Fabry does that's the covers, the covers doesn't yeah. he? Yeah. yeah. Mm. It, it's a six I, issue mini. His covers are fabricless. Yes, sir. Is there, what did you read? Oh, uh, in your travels. Um, <laughs> <laughs> in your travels. Uh, read Guardians of Infinity. Oh yeah. Uh, issues three and four uh, were read this week by yours truly. Uh, issue five comes out, I think next week. And, it's just a blast, man, having Dan Abnett back doing these characters. Um, you've got the Guardians that we've come to know and love from, from the, our era, you know, the Rocket Drax uh, group component, meeting up with the original Guardians from the 3000 AD. You've got Nikki and Martin X and Vance Astro. And then we've met the Guardians 1000 AD, uh, which uh, are led by a Cree hottie Cree named Stella Nega and there's a dude named Astrolabe who's kind of like a he's a human that looks like a sultan kind of like a thing like a Sinbad type of dude but he's a magician you've got uh, this badass four-eyed warrior named Aerolite and they're all brought together because there's a thing called the structure it's this monolithic massive almost planet sized maybe it is even planet sized structure that's for some reason is permeating uh, all different space and time. And so all three of these groups in their respective timelines co- uh, are confronted with the structure and it pulls them together. And, uh, and they, they have to, um, they have to try and fight off this group called the newcomers who are essentially like the Borg for you Star Trek The Next Generation fans. They leverage technology to absorb every kind of life form they come across and make them into more of their drone warriors. Um, and nine of these characters are, are faced with having to combat over 5,000 of these, these newcomer, um, battle, uh, minions. It's, uh, it's great. And, and, uh, Carlo Barberi, whose art I'm a big fan of, uh, is killing it on the art. Um, it's just well done, man. I mean, like, Abnett, look, we, we wouldn't have the guardians that we have today in the movie and all that if it wasn't for Abnett and Lanning, but, but, so he knows these characters arguably better than anybody. So it's nice to have him back doing his thing. Cool. Love it. How could you go wrong with, with Dan Abnett? On, on you, you can't, you can't, no, it can't happen. It's, impo- it's an impossibility. You can't, it can't, you can't go wrong. I'm going to read this bloodlines. Number one, do it for next week. Just, just to see what's going do on. Do it. Uh, hey everybody. Thank you for being here with us. As usual, if you have enjoyed any of this, leave us a review on iTunes or a similar um, 
podcast aggregator. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Damn fool. Uh, and is, and come back with us. Now you join us on the Facebooks or the Twitters. We're on there. It, it, it won't be a stretch to find us because we're always there and we're always here and we will be forever, ever, and ever. And remember and every so, day we're hustling. Every day. We'll be back and, and we hope you will too. As usual, say good night. Eartha Kit. David. Good night. I'm not doing the Eartha Kit thing. David. You just did. And you blew it because you commented and you were off by a fraction of a second. And remember, D'Angelo Russell, snitches and ditches. What does that mean? Gotta get up on your, on your, on your, your NBA gossip. You could probably have said that to my son and we, we, you would have gotten a rise out of him, I'm sure. D'Angelo Russell, who is a point guard for the Lakers, Hmm. recorded one of his teammates admitting to being serially unfaithful and then Hmm. put that out for everyone to see, including the dude's girlfriend. Why would he do that? Is there a, is there a, 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 a burning dislike between these two people? Uh, I don't know. No, there is now. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. By the people. Been, like, just... ostracized since. Like his, like his, oh, sure. His teammate Lou Williams, and this is the NBA, his teammate Lou Williams literally wouldn't pass Tangelo Russell the ball in the next game. Like he refused to pass him the ball. That's cold. Yeah, you reap what you sow. Make it so, Make it so. Bye. We love you. See you next week. Ladies.
wishes. <laughs>